Oh, you know what it is. The clap in the beginning lets you know that it's a five on five podcast yes. presented to you by directmusicservice.com. Promo code five on five F I V E O N F I V E. Go save some money. Go get you some edits on directmusicservice.com from all your favorite remixers, including some originals too. You're going to love it over there, I guarantee. And Trav, if you're on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit the like, hit the subscribe, and ding the bell every time we drop a video. It's just that easy. Uh, we are back another week in the books. Let's see here. Let me take a look at the calendar. August 21st. We're going to timestamp it. It's August 21st. Summer's almost over. Um, I was basically over. Enough, summer's basically so over. It is basically over. It's hurricane season now out here in the desert. Yeah, uh, football's about to start. Yeah. Let's I'm, go. I'm one of your hosts, Phenom, down the street from me, Nick Lopez, down the street from him, Jupiter Williams, and our very special guest today, coming to you live from Bashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. I'm so excited to have this guy on here. We had a fucking time a couple of weeks ago. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for DJ Diesel. Sir, how are you? I'm good. Good. Just uh, came off of a fresh set from yesterday. I don't normally play Sunday mornings at Whiskey Row, but mm. I have to a do a brunch set. Yeah, it's fun because that's when you can do the Al Greens and the, yeah. uh, you know, just everything like that. You can do your scratch stuff because cl- people are there really just kind of vibing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, it's on a rooftop. You know, I'm very blessed because all, oh, like, all my kids in, in Nashville are basically on a rooftop. That's um, sick. And the DJ booth is out. Like, there's nothing covering the top of it. So it's in the stars. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, I've got to see like kind of what where where I live, and I'm a I'm very blessed. I'm very lucky to be where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. It's a trip, man. You are staged up quite nicely down there. Your house is pretty close to uh, where you work at, which we love that. As we are older DJs now, we love yeah. proximity. Yeah. Like if I can zip line downstairs and DJ, bring me there <laughs> yeah. four nights a week. Man. Absolutely. Uh, no, and you have an awesome rooftop, and you're always facing new crowds, different crowds. Uh, it's a big tourist trap yeah. right now to go down to to Nashville bachelorette party central bachelor central. party central we're going to talk about all that including your move from arizona too where you had a whole fucking career out in scottsdale out in arizona um raging raging bull out there too um what we do every week we compare two artists head to head their top five songs as viewed most popular on spotify it gets weird. It gets gross. We ask you five rounds of questions. You pick a song that's a this or a that. One stays, one goes. Now, last week, I had a pick that was a little disco-oriented, but we're going to pass it to Neek for the pick this week. This week, I have Johnny Cash versus Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Let's Damn, get Neek. Into I'm, it. I'm, putting, I'm putting it in the earpods. Round one. <laughs> what do we got? Round one. This, uh, is, this is just for uh, Diesel, though. This right? is for Diesel only. Yeah. yeah. This Diesel oh. only. But I, I mean, do, obviously, I do want to hear. I do want to hear these songs. So, um, so round one: Johnny Cash versus Jerry Lee Lewis. Johnny Cash, Hurt versus Great Balls of Fire. Mm. Hurt all day. Cool. Trent Reznor said he did it better than him. Sum up all of your questions very quickly. It's gonna be Johnny Cash all day. That has been, been in my life from my childhood. Him and Elvis, my mom, my dad, my 
aunts, uncles, they all, it's been Johnny Cash my whole life. Like I, I was wearing black t-shirts all the time in school. People thought things was wrong with me. <laughs> Man in black. Man in black. But it was. That the is coolest. The, that is the quickest matchup we've ever yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah. A, a five no, round, five legs. Uh, like Jerry Lee Lewis, but just not, not, not there's just so much emotional con connection with them. I that. feel I understand that. I love yeah. that. Five rounds, yeah. five blanks. Keep it moving. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm messing up the well, I mean, we can no, jump into all. that lightning round no, right we're now. Still gonna no, 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 no. We're going to go into the lightning round. We're going to take it straight in there. Uh, we're going to go. It's a this or a that, Diesel. You're going to keep one, and one is deleted from Serato, deleted from existence. Anytime you go to pull that song to listen to in your car or whatever, it's just a question mark. This artist is gone. So you tell us which one stays between these two, starting with Project Pat or Trick Daddy. Project Pat stays. Okay. Uh, White Stripes or UGK? Man, that's a, that's a rough one. Both <laughs> have contributed so much like to Southern music in general too. Right. Well, are we doing white stripes only, or does Jack White stuff afterwards still available to, to look Nico? At? White stripes only. Okay. Well, then she got lucky today. Yeah, he did. Oh man. Okay. 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 Kesha like or it. Young Buck? Catalog for the white stripes is what. Like you most people you say white stripes, you look at all of his true yeah. catalog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and. If you're just taking the white stripe stuff, that's a very small catalog. True. Right. Right. No, you you got you got, lucky <laughs> got that one. There's no Seven Nation Army though, so the stadiums would just be like, uh. yeah, yeah. You're only getting Gary Glitter. I'll just play zombie over and yeah. over. There you go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting a? Uh, are, are you doing Kesha or Young Buck? Oh, that's good. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Kesha stays. I'm a, I'm a huge, and I say this to everybody. I appreciate all types of music and I can pick a great, I, I can appreciate a pop song for being a great pop song. It might not be the best song in the world, but I can look at it and go, that's a great pop record. And right. had so many, it might've been Dr. Luke's records, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she was on them as she was performing. Yeah. This is, this is how you Two know Nashville Diesel. artists. Yeah. This is how you know Diesel's a working DJ though, mm -hmm. because he left a lot in the canon by keeping Kesha. Young Buck, you lose very little. You got two yeah. tracks. You could probably go. You could go plenty of nights without playing. You, if you lose Kesha, random ass sightings that I see in Nashville, I've seen Young Buck probably about twenty times. Drunk as shit. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's facts. Like yeah, there's many videos of. <laughs> <laughs> that's like seeing Latrell Sprewell in Milwaukee. That's just business as usual. That's just yeah. a Tuesday night. I fucking love it. Um, along the pop tip, Miley Cyrus or Harry Styles? I'd say keep Miley Cyrus because I feel like Harry Styles' music is all just recirculated '80s music, so that would still be around. Fair, fair. You can you can kind of pinpoint. Uh, you can definitely pinpoint the influence for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Pete, a lot of Peter Gabriel, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no doubt. Uh -huh. I'm gonna go with no doubt stays. Okay. Southern California kid, so I mean that was that was my first crush. 
I, I actually have a weird, weird thing. I, I actually love the smell of perfume in the cigarette on a woman while my wife doesn't smoke, but like, I love that smell because going to punk rock shows at a young age, the, I was sneaking into bars at like 16, like that, yeah. that smell was the first ladies and women that I was falling in love with. So like that kind of, it, you know, while it can still kind of give me a little gross, like it has that memory to me of like, oh, the first women that I had like my heart attached to yeah. smelled like that. It's it's got a little twang to it, you know. Like just I put fucking, the cigarette out. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, Neek's, Neek's in. Neek's never in. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah you're Neek's right. In, this podcast is already a fucking win. We can wrap it up right now. <laughs> we have so many hot takes today to go over too from Neek's question that he had posted yes uh, a couple of days ago, and we'll get into those as well. But I want to keep it a little sticky here in the lightning round. Doors or Nirvana? Wow, you did. That's that's the that's the hard one right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I would have found my way to Nirvana without the Doors, so I'd say the Doors. Fair. Okay. Yeah, because I'd okay. still have a lot of the Foo Fighter stuff. The same kind of thing. Like your catalog is great, but it's not deep, so you don't mm-hmm. lose too much. That's what we asked. Uh, what was it? Last podcast with Greg, or two podcasts ago? When we were talking about Nirvana, yep, and we said um, we asked if Nirvana was still around, would they be the Foo Fighters? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, it'd be hard to say without really. It's really hard to say. Yeah. We didn't have social media. We didn't have the leaks of how true Dave's relationship was there. Mm-hmm. Like right. And we've seen a lot of documentaries with Dave and how he he's pretty much a leader. And was that going to happen? What, would they even stayed together? Like, like would they have gotten? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I always wonder. Would Nirvana have even stuck together? Because yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave being the musician that he is, you know, two talented people. Are they going to stick it out, or are they just going to break apart and do their own thing? Who's yeah. to say? Who knows? It always then, seemed tumultuous, though. For the for the record, like even from the beginning, yeah. it was kind of like, you know, Dave wasn't the original drummer, right? Either, you know, so right. that that kind of throws a corkscrew in all of it to where. If we took Nirvana out of the equation, it would be Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters, and would Foo Fighters be that big? Yeah, true. That's a great mm. point too. Also, also, I mean, I know this is very controversial to a lot of people. Hot take, hot take alert. Let's go. Nirvana's. Like a lot of people say this. It's kind of just. It's just the Pixies, right? Oh shit, mm. yo. We never talked about this right now. Okay, go ahead. Open it up. <laughs> Open it up. What did Trav say? What does Trav say? Open it up. Open it up. Let's go. Let's go. You got it. You got it, D. No, I'm just I'm just floor. Saying, you got the floor. Go that ahead. was a conversation like when we were younger, like when that music was out, there was like there was a definite like I like Nirvana, they like the Pixies. It was like this argument that just bashed heads. Like it was it's the Beatles, um, the Rolling Stones thing. Like, yeah. Most people don't like both. You like one or the yeah. other. Yeah. And while those guys kind of came out around the same time ish, yeah. I mean, the Rolling Stones came further after the Beatles had their little teen like kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know like what side I want to be on, but I'm just wondering like, what is that? Like, what is that conversation like? If he's become that part of that movement, or was they were they just making music and they weren't really part of the emotional part of the movement? 
there are diehard fans on both sides. Yeah. And and, and you're totally right. I I um, walk that line. I ain't trying to piss nobody off. I live in a tourist town. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> yeah, here to piss yeah. people off, though. Yeah. I mean, it. that's, yeah. That's, yeah, no, you know, I, well, it'll happen. <laughs> it, it's coming. It's, it's, yeah. the, you see the waves kind of coming in a little bit yeah. faster and faster. And you're like, I wish somebody would get upset about Nirvana and the Pixies in 2023. <laughs> that's why we're here. This is we're here very this typical right of our show. It out. is. <laughs> yeah. Young Let's people turn the pot 30 yeah, years later. At home, at home. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna be like, wait a minute. You're like, what year were you born? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a very upset 40 year old in the YouTube comments. <laughs> Back in my day, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's that's a fair take, and I don't think that's necessarily spicy. I think you know, I wasn't around to witness that. I think. In Nirvana's heyday, I ninety four. I was seven years old. Yeah, you know, even even at at that, it's like I didn't quite grasp the dynamic of when Kurt died. I knew it was big, but I didn't know how it would kind of change. Yeah, this cultural shift of things where yeah. he was kind of a pariah, you know, as as far as as music goes. And it, it's the same as like with Tupac, you know, everyone gets bigger and bigger and bigger after they pass, you know, and, and even, even with Elvis, the Elvis movie came out, what, a couple of years ago, Yeah, you know, it's still huge. Like, I think these untimely deaths just have this effect of putting these artists on a massive scale to where listeners wouldn't maybe hear their music. Yeah, it, I can agree with that. I, I think like with the early deaths thing for me is like, I think the artist just always embodies that hope, mm. right? And then when they die young like that, they're kind of at the peak of their career. Mm-hmm. Not, well, you don't, we can't say it is, but it's a peaking moment for their career. They're at the right? ascension. And it's- oh. and it's, They're it's, ascending. Yeah, and, and so you, you, they never had the downfall. They never came down. You're right. They're ascending. Yeah. So it gets stopped on the ascension. Do we always just have that that thought that they're always ascending? That's all we ever remember right. is that one hit was better than that. Next hit, it was better than the next hit. It was better than the next album after album, video after video, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always wonder like, if that's like, if you only know what you know, I mean, we've seen giant artists make mistakes. Yeah. You know? And then they get then they get taken out of the conversation of greatness. There you go. With along with those people that have passed away, because we don't we've Mm -hmm. seen their fuck ups. Mm -hmm. We've seen their not triumphant moments. Mm -hmm. Saying long enough to play the villain. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Be a hero long enough to become the villain. Like LL Cool J, I think is a great example of that. Just somebody who's had like Kanye. Well, I'm saying like as far as longevity, like Kanye's been around for a while. it's longevity <laughs> it's it's a long time and a lot of albums actually yeah kanye fits in there yeah. but ll cool g i think is like one of the best examples because he's at one point was literally considered one of the greatest mm-hmm. but we've yeah. seen a decade of him being like corny and we're like eh. now yeah. we just don't like it's so it becomes we, so well, okay we we just we just seen him we just seen a decade of him like getting different money so he's getting different money yeah yes i, I want 
I want to say corny. Like love you corny? better. I, I mean, just... like corny in a sense of like love songs and like shit like that. Like it's money. He's getting his thing, but it's like not cool rap. Right. Like if Tupac he, he became an actor, I mean, he was uh, okay, okay for the, for that for that for that reason, I'm sorry, we're 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 going off subject here. But for that for that reason, I do I do have to interject on that one because his, his name is Ladies Love Cool J, right? Cool James. He's right? got to be a he's so, got to be. So a, he was already doing them love songs, you know. I need love. Yeah, but it like loses the like then the later stuff. Like I don't even want to deep go deep on because that the, the later stuff was was happening when when like Fifty Cent was was out when yes. everything had to be hard. So like we had a we were looking at LL Cool J like what are you he doing? was soft soft pause, but at the same time he was you know muscles out and everything. It's generational though because Ludacris did the same fucking thing. Yeah, Ja Rule did the same thing. Ja Rule, ja Rule. you know these artists at some point just get lapped by the pre- by the predecessor, the younger kids, stuff like that, and the interest isn't there. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a a bubbling massive interest for new ludicrous or new LL Cool J this year. Yeah, but you're right. Jay-Z will still get the ear of the youth. Drake. Yeah. Drake, yeah, you know, like I I'm 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 thinking along lines of like a 40 to 50 year even old. Kanye, even Kanye. Kanye. Even like, Kanye. Nas is something out everybody's going to listen to Nas. Yeah. Like Nas I think is different though because he don't, I don't feel like he has the ear of the youth. Yeah, maybe some of them, but not like kids aren't like, oh, the new Nas is out. It's like guys like us. And there's an overwhelming right. guys like us. Right, right, and the resurgence because right. of the hip boy shit. We're like, yeah, we want that new Nas. Does it stop at Jay-Z then? That gets the youth and the old heads? I think so. The, hip the, boy, me, I think. Like, where's you know. What's the connection that you're associating with the youth? Like, I can tell you right now, the, the 21-year-olds that I'm playing to on these some of these college parties, like, they don't want to hear a Jay Z record. They don't want to hear a Drake record. Like mm. they they want to hear Gunna, Lil Durk, yeah, like Glorilla, you know, Ice Spice, yeah, uh, yeah, Ice Spice, yeah. uh, Coil Ray. Like that's that's their stuff, right? And I'm like, I get it, I understand it, but I just don't think like they're just gonna. It's gonna be like when we were kids and the Rolling Stones released a new record. We were like, that's for my parents. I'll give it a chance if I really like rock and roll, but it's not gonna it's not gonna sound like what I it didn't sound like what was out then. It sounded like an older Rolling Stones record. Just yeah. like older Red Hot Chili Peppers records sound like an older record from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it, it it's not gonna sound youthful. So I wonder like like if they would even really get if they would really get that. Now mean like hip hop heads, I would say definitely Yeah, it, I think I think hip hop is more uh yeah, more well, complimentary to to that, in, in the yeah. sense that you could have a Drake does hop on a younger person's record, you know, yeah. and that's what he does to stay relevant, right? Does he? Yeah, does I still, he you'll... give. Okay, let me ask this real quick. Let me sink this question in. Does he give the twenty one year olds the ick because he's rapping in over thirty? I don't think so. I'd okay. be thinking that. I I I'd be thinking that, but people still fuck the kids. In my opinion, still fuck with Drake. Yeah. If Drake drops something, they're gonna ask for Drake. Yeah. Every single time. I don't think he. I don't think they look at him like that yet. If you look at the content of the new records, if you're really looking at like what they're talking about, everybody's telling on everybody. Everybody's shooting. (laughs) It's very in in the streets, right? It is. Memphis, I hear like all the stories all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys are getting a 
totally different scope. Yeah. In a long time. Rick hasn't felt dangerous in a long time. Not that he ever really did, but he hasn't put a record out where he's like, we come into your block. Like the records that are coming out now are samples with the Kardashians in them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's reached a, a whole different planet. Yeah, I mean, it's not that they don't play well and they're not like okay records, but it's a tax bracket. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally tax a right. tax bracket. It is, but you and know, we're also we also as DJ you know at any come, any day Drake could jump on one of those. Records. He does it, or he'll throw them on his shit. Yeah, but I think it it really does speak to the environment that we're listening to this music as well. Yeah, yeah, the songs that I'm referring to are songs that play in the club and the kids want to hear in the club yeah. versus what they want to hear on the way to the club in the car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's not... them the difference. <laughs> there's a difference in yeah, the content. They need to learn to. the difference. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They need to learn the difference for yeah, sure. But you come into a place and it's all EDM and you're like, why won't you play Fuck You Mean? Yeah. Fuck You Mean you're not going to play Fuck You Mean. Does it sound like I'm going to play what Fuck You Mean? Actually, Dip hey, Diplo's yeah. remix of that is fire, though. Yeah. Who's Diplo? I got to check it out. I'm yeah, Diplo that. has a nice house heard, remix yeah. to that song. It, it's as these artists get older and become legacy acts, they're tougher to tougher to digest for um, younger audiences, the pop crowd that, you know, people are still checking for Drake, but I think the house album was very polarizing for his crowd. I think there's some some ears that never came back after that. I don't think so. I think the, I I think think the 21 so. Savage album completely turned yeah. that around. Yeah, I think anybody who was out on Drake and he dropped that, we were yeah. right back on him. I just back. think Drake had to put that album out just so that he can get he can knock that off of his checklist. Here, here's my question: Do you get so big at a point in time where your team is so big that they're protecting you from anything dangerous? That is what they think, mm-hmm. and that what dangerous also equates to cutting edge and mm-hmm. pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. So do you get too big in your career? Mm-hmm at a point in time where your team's just too big and you got yeah, to be because your, your team is growing with you too. And yeah. yeah so I, I, I wonder that sometimes, but I also wonder because I, I, I'm not a Drake fan. I've never like, but as I get older, the more I kind of appreciate how long he's been around and how much appeal he has. And what I wonder is with most artists that become monumental is I stop caring once they get to a certain level of stardom. If they're pushing the envelope, I wouldn't know. Cause I'm not even checked into yeah. what they're doing. Like the weekend got so big that it like I, his new shit didn't sound. It's just pop at this point. Drake doesn't feel that way to me. Like I still listen to Drake and I'm like, okay, this is going to be big in the club. Yeah. I, I never think, Oh, this is this is just washed pop nonsense. How does anybody listen to this? I feel that way about a lot of pop artists and popular songs. And I'm like, who the fuck is playing this? I I don't have that feeling for him. And maybe that's just because it's hip hop. But and hip hop to me isn't one of those. It has gotten to that point now where it's like my parents listen to that. I don't want to listen to that. Like the kids, people who have had kids that are now old enough to go to the club in hip hop and been like, that's my parents shit. I don't want to listen to that. Um, so I like it's kind of cringe, you know what I'm saying? Drake is one of those artists that's like right there in the middle where the kids also grew up listening to Drake, yeah, yeah. and your parents were in high school listening to Drake. 
it's and he's the nice guy so then he's a nice guy he's never been a gangster like you know but he's gonna smile you're you're gonna you're gonna put on you're gonna put on one dance you know for them you know and then you're gonna turn around and put on rich flex for your homies you know exactly like something for everybody you can hear in 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 the the features that he wants to but he knows that's not. His he just knows domain. goddamn well he's never been that. So like, what man? Did you hear him? But like he's always teetered or brought somebody on who is that person. To yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's. But got, he'll talk. He's he'll got talk got his that. shit. He'll talk, he'll his, talk shit, his shit. Like you know, it. it's in with, like um, he's talking shit on half, Pharrell. Half a Zan. Yeah, yeah. That shit about someone. melting the necklaces and. <laughs> Scared yeah. of the six or whatever. I don't know. It's still the Drake appeal isn't interesting. Drake has all is always going to have an ace in his pocket, and one of his You're aces right, right now is uh, Little Yachty. And Little Yachty, I feel like, is really keeping Drake tapped in to anything that he misses. You know, so hip hop is moving so quickly these days that hmm. even Yachty feels like an old head to these kids. Which yeah, is can, why is it moving so quickly? Is it because there's just not stuff being developed out there yeah i i don't think anything combination of that i think it's that but i also feel like it's a social media um attention span things move so quickly so quickly and trends die so quickly that things feel old like a few months from now yeah it's definitely 15 minutes of fame like Mm -hmm. exactly Yeah. That was that was a hot video for 24 hours and then yeah and now like, it's like you're still playing that I had some right it was some song I can't remember what it was I was playing at like a restaurant or something and we were having a conversation similar to this it was me another DJ or maybe a manager yeah a manager who was like my age maybe a little older and a server or a busser who was a kid and he's like damn you're still playing that that's old <laughs> and then he's like what he's like that song ain't that old and I'm like. I mean, I've been playing it a lot, so maybe it is old. And he looks it up. He's like, that song came out six months ago. And he's like, damn, it feels... The kid was like, damn, it feels way older than that. He's like, I guess not. But, like, that's how quickly they these fuck, these kids move on from shit. So, like, yeah, scared. Yachty and Uzi, they're like, the, they're like OGs at this point. They're basically yeah. Jay-Z yeah. kids. Next yeah. month, OGs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sustainable. No, I want to hear your theory, though. You can't create that. So, oh. Um... With he was just talking about like how the artists are like my my theory is like that the attention span has gotten so small yeah that they don't know what one of their artists yep. being gigantic and growing like we saw Jay Z's progression from his first album to his next album to his, right these guys are literally throwing out music so fast that one you can't digest it mm-hmm. part of that is because before we had this thing mm-hmm. all of us had to go crate digging like mm-hmm. everybody has everything is accessible to them right then and there their entertainment is the iphone the i i move it's my right. movie and then the apps all those apps everything is all about me so when they hear one thing that they don't necessarily like me and colin were talking about this like in in the nightclub like it's something they're like they're so used to being able to skip the song Mm -hmm. or i don't know put it back Mm -hmm. change the validation Mm -hmm. that in the nightclubs is kind of the only place where they're getting challenged on what their idea of good is Mm -hmm. right because everything is so streamlined to us and it's also causes like disconnect and people because i don't know how many times i've developed a friendship with somebody that's like regular or another dj over a disagreement 
about them with music originally. Right. Yeah. And, then we get past, and that's kind of where that came from. I was like, well, why do I keep having these? I've never had these car, like, they're not arguments, but they're like a little kind of, pe- you know, you find them muscling around for your position yeah. of like what you want to be. And I've never. While had- working, while working. While working. Yeah. Yeah, while working. Yeah. While trying to hold it together. I don't want to say only customers, but it's a lot of customers. Like, yeah. I mean, I had a guy come up earlier, you need to play turn up music. And I was like, oh, God, I hate that. Turn up 2000 to turn up 90, you know, oh. that. What are you asking? It could have just been like, hey, could you play this song for me? And I could say right. yes. That makes life so much easier. Do you guys get in regards, this kind of speaks to what you're saying about like in the nightclub is the only place where they don't have control. Yeah. And they get mm-hmm. challenged on what's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Do you, how, is it a new thing? Is this a newer thing is what I'm asking. When people ask, <laughs> what do you have coming up next? No. They okay. don't have a request in mind. They just don't want to hear this song. What no. do you have? Yeah, I, I don't think that's a new thing. I think I think people have been doing that from from For day one. Forever. To be honest with you, bro. Okay, because that one I wondered about because I I'll get that every now and then, and I'm like, that's such a bizarre question asking. I re- I remember. I always say I don't know. I'm working on it. Uh, but I, I remember seeing seeing like just vinyl DJs back back in the day in Port in Portland. You yeah, know, people coming up to them and they're like, "Yo, wh- what's up next?" And people actually physically picking up some of their records and looking looking at what they had so, in their crate. So yeah. I think that's yeah. such a strange question to ask a DJ. Yeah. But like, Definitely. I also i I guess if I take myself out of the DJ mind and put myself in their shoes and just be like, "But okay, on, on the positive car, side, how do we? What's the next one?" Yeah, because on the positive side, right? Like, what if it that is- person is going on that journey with you, right? And they're like, all right, all right, all right, where are we going now? Where are we going? Are we going left? Are we going right? You know, I'm right. with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have, right. I have dudes in the booth that are exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. Same. They're hyped to hear the next song. They're like, where are we going? You yeah. Just did yeah. All right, where are yeah. we going? Where are we going? Yeah. Where are we going? Yeah. 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 yeah, where they're not, they're not being mean. Yeah, they're not being negative. And even if there's a customer, do really, it's kind of like, what's the intent, right? Is the intent to be right. an asshole? Or is the intent really to just respect your workspace and go, hey, you know what's coming up next? Like, they might have a girlfriend that's like wants to he- hear something. She'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna play some EDM. I'm in playing hip hop, but I'm gonna play some EDM." And she'd be like, "This? Oh, she loves EDM. I'm gonna go over there and get my girls ready. Let's yeah. get this shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you never know what the real. St- I yeah. try to do everything based on intent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the energy and, that they bring when they come up to you. Yeah, that's big. That's yeah. big because you can't hear them. Right. Like right. communication is very hard in a nightclub, and so the energy that they're bringing towards you is almost all of it. Yeah, Nashville has to be such an interesting city to DJ in. I saw. I have to tell the story because none of you guys was there except for Colin. But I saw <laughs> an artist, a fucking artist, in managing an aggressive customer that didn't like what Colin was playing. This dude was in the pool, right? Colin's playing beautiful, like seventies records. It's it's. One of the nicer days, it's a little warm, but we're in the shade, having a good time. People are sitting at the pool. The pool's full, but it's not like raging pool, right? It's full. Right. Every, everything, every chair is full. It's beautiful. And this dude just turns around and goes, hey, change the music. This ain't it. And Colin goes, hey, how you doing, sir? What would you like to hear? And he goes off on his little Jason Aldean tantrum about he wants to hear Jason Aldean because he's pissing people off. Uh, <laughs> racist. <clears throat> I have, yeah. And he go, and Colin's just like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Please tell me. 
just let the dude just and as he's talking he's just still djing and like oh yeah really oh okay so what's one of your favorite artists outside of that well yeah well maybe some it it just it took all of that guy's energy he still was embarrassed and he still was knew he was in the wrong because everybody else around him felt awkward because he was the only carrying anger yeah it was just like i loved watching it because unfortunately in nashville i'm around a lot of younger djs and that young mentality still is like you know that right like this guy's just drinking you're not drinking you don't like you don't need to act like that yeah (laughs) right but it was it was i wish i could have filmed it it was an artist in most Uh, i will say has been in action he's been on his (laughs) tip-top game um Often, often he yeah. he's um he's very skilled in that in in his uh how what's the best way to put it I wouldn't even say his, uh, kind service. reject yeah man so he's like he's like a hurt locker yeah he can diffuse the bomb yeah I love is... wearing people out though because because at some point you have no more energy to expel you yeah. have nothing left to give you've proven your point I haven't changed a fucking thing. And you're out of gas. Yeah. The car's gone as far as it can go, and I'm still driving. <laughs> it's a hundred percent like it truly is like magic to watch. Yeah, it's an artwork. Yeah, you're you're right. He's an artist. I'm not gonna get kicked out. At the <laughs> end of the day, right. I'm not gonna get kicked out. Right. Yo, can you put a t-shirt together for that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting at the end out. of the day. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna get yeah. kicked out. Yeah, you know, you know, and it's the most bizarre thing to watch because it it not bizarre in a like captivating way, I should say it's because yeah. because you know that Colin knows. Yeah, yeah, you know and what I, I mean. Would, I would, and we would all be like, "Hey, man, uh, hitting green on his face when he's doing it." Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He's smiling because he's happy, and we're smiling. We know he's smiling because he's getting under their skin, right. pulling the shit out of this person. <laughs> and it's hardly a troll. It's like, yeah. <laughs> somehow you're. It's like converting someone to religion. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it definitely should be taught in a lot of corporate worlds on how to diffuse a. A confrontation yeah at the end of the day the guy he backed down he started talking softly and like he's still still mean but like (laughs) he looks but he wasn't like he said he he diffused the bomb said turn this disco shit off yeah with all this boogie woogie woogie shit turn this (laughs) a little too much pep in the step of this shit I, you know, too much jive turkey and going on on this track right here. (laughs) Everyone wants things their way, though. And that's an example of somebody over 40 that has that Gen Z mind state where they're like, oh, those are the worst. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, that's, that's, aunties and uncles that need to be home. You don't need to be in this motherfucker anyways to be in here tripping. Yeah. (laughs) You're too old to be getting angry. Too old to be mad in the club. Forever 21 and just turn I'm 30. old. I'm still in the club. <laughs> right. Right. I'm working. I'm, nights off, I'm in the club. Like because we're, I, yeah. we're working though. We are we are here. We're clocking in. We are taking our asses home. We're and here. even still, even if you're in the club, I haven't been to the after party in a very long time. That's, that's what I'm saying. Even if you're in the club and you're not working, you ain't yelling at nobody. Right. Oh, no. You ain't no. in the club tripping. <laughs> 
I th- I think, and I've said it time and time again, everyone should do at least a year in the hospitality industry. Everyone should do a year in the service industry. Everyone should do a year in the restaurant industry. Well, okay, even if you're, those. but even if you're a DJ, do a year in in one of those like DJing in one of those venues. Yeah, because you're still being treated like the help. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah, and like and, anytime, like right when you get there, if the if the music is off, like hey I'll, DJ, you. switch it. You know, I'm not yeah. even started yet, bro. Yeah, I yeah. literally just put my backpack down. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that one because like when you <laughs> can you change this music? I'm like, this is the bathroom. I ain't even plugged <laughs> in yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. It's it's like these the the general population can't wrap their brain around why you're insulting them with what you're playing only them <laughs> yeah this is directed at me this soundtrack is here to fucking ruin my life because everything in their life is about them all of their the energy- main character syndrome is resounding yes and that's magnified in 2023 with yeah. social and all this because of all these apps man these apps are very i'm so glad you made it to the you know, nightclub that we opened up for you for you we yeah. opened this nightclub for you you made it in we had to charge you cover but we're so glad you're here this is your club it is and bizarre I'm here to change the music for you it is bizarre it is infuriating disregard the fact that the dance floor is fucking full right now and people are red in their face from screaming the fucking lyrics to the song but I you want, want me to hear what you want. Mm-hmm. Alan, who hurt you? Yeah, man. What do you do? What do you do? Give, give me 30 the, seconds. The, the, we'll the Ks had, had a little bit of more emphasis to it, man. That I, one was honest. That one was from the heart. It was. I, I guarantee, I guarantee that the grand stage, the final boss of that is Nashville, Tennessee, if it's not Vegas. Yeesh. This I was is my really bachelorette party. I want the music change. Yeah. Yeah. It's a simple solution because most of them, I will be honest, like most of them have one responsible girl in there that's trying not to get embarrassed. <laughs> she's probably the one with the best job. She's probably the one paying for most of the stuff too. Yeah. 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 That's the yeah. one that you end up being best friends with. So you just get that girl your best friend. Yeah. Right there. You keep you keep her on the side. You keep her in the DJ booth. Honestly, I've done that before. Like, yo, just stay right here. Look at your yeah. girl. Yeah. Just yeah. right here. Contact. And I see someone then wilding out in the corner. Hey, go handle that over there. So my <laughs> yeah. The chaperone. The yeah. chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> that one's cool because that one always pulls you aside and they're like, I'm so sorry. Ashley <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Ashley's, uh, she's had a couple too many four locos tonight. Like, but you're doing great though right now. You're, you're, you're killing you're, it. Don't listen to her. <laughs> She's drunk. You're like, oh. Don't off, say. Off of alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> right. Drinking alcohol tonight? Like, oh. That explains a lot. And of course, I, I her just, girl hears it. I'm not drunk. Yeah. Becky, yeah. stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Money that, talks. Money <laughs> fucking talks. At the end of the day, we say all of this, and we also say there's a price tag that can change things. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> there is. There There's is. a price tag that. Oh, can change what, what did you do one night? Because I, I think you were able to swindle. I think a hundred dollars off of this one dude, and it, we were at. I want to say, um, I want to say Psychic. Yeah. For noodles one time, and he yeah. he got a hundred dollars off of this guy, and it was a slow night, and so cool. 
Yeah. Slide around. Yeah, that's true. The price will change everything. You we, all these complaints only come when they're for free. Right. Right. I did the exact same thing yesterday. No, no for two hours, and then the bottle service got girls got there. And I was like, you buy a bottle and then I'll play your song for you. It was like an Indian song that I downloaded and played. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden two, like two magna there was two magnums of Casa Amigos. Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's worst town on a Sunday afternoon brunch. I was like, hey, you sold you guys two bottles. Here's a little Punjabi MC for you. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> for the boys. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Foul. <laughs> I gotta, if I gotta look up the name of that, that dude was, you know that part in, in City Girls where one of them is just offbeat, like so offbeat. It happens often, but yes. Yeah. yeah. That, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this had one of those two, like, even though I didn't know what he was saying, I'm just like, yo, like whatever he's doing, like it, whether it's it ain't on beats. It is not on beat. Like yeah. it is it's not it. it is fighting the beat, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to mix anything else in and you're like, on the yeah. table. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I Those need are the to best come. nights sometimes, man. I need to come to Nashville because I just can only imagine the demographic. Can we can there. we make a boys trip out there? Absolutely. Get out there. Uh, I mean, I have a bachelor party coming up. When is this? Oh, wait a minute. Are we doing it in Nashville? I mean, we could. Good. <laughs> Trav, when is this? Like when I didn't fill, like I didn't fill you in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? What do you mean you're getting married? <laughs> like, like I didn't do the RSVP right when he sent me the link to. Like you're not a like, fucking husband in the wedding. What married? What is this? What is this? That's weird. Yeah. Who's? I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> when is oh, this? shit. Well, check your email, Bruce. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. God damn God. it. Uh, no, <coughs> outside of that, though, you know, Diesel, you dealt with uh, two major cities, um, and we should talk about that. You did 11 years in Arizona for Riot Hospitality as DJ and entertainment director as well, correct? Yes. Cool. That's a, that's a beast of its own. So tell us the yeah. main difference between Scottsdale's crowd and the crowd from Nashville. Cause I feel like there might be a little overlap, but maybe not. Uh, Scottsdale's crowd was, is if, if it wasn't a Friday or Saturday, you were playing to ASU kids, no matter whether right. you were in Scottsdale, Tempe, Glendale, whatever, like mm-hmm. it didn't matter. You were playing that. Those are the only kids going out in, in yeah. Arizona, yeah. like uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like or Wednesday, Thursday and Sunday night. Those are the yeah. only kids going yeah. out. So that's like the major difference, but I, it kept me plugged in youthfully with the music and it, ke- and it keeps me still plugged in because all those people I'm still kind of friends with just here now, the younger mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's, that's kind of the main difference. This, this one is like in, in Nashville, you kind of set, I, I don't have the same set, but it has the same sound. Okay. And records are placed in different places, but like there's yeah. a lot of, like, and then you know it's like okay, you take you take Journey out, this Journey out remix, and you put this new Journey in, you know the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it doesn't get, and and the staff I think here is a little bit more used to like understanding that it's basically a new crowd every week. It's not the same Friday people Friday that you saw last Friday that you saw the Friday before. Uh huh. One of the thing that the company was really, really concerned with was 
had the DJ staying fresh and I always had to get on them. Be like every, like, it was like every two months I'd be like, Hey guys, it's time to refresh your sets up. Like just a reminder, you know, cause unfortunately, you know, in Arizona, I don't know why, but the bottle service girls and the VIP hosts have so much control over the music. Fam. It's yeah. not just Arizona, man. Like this is an epidemic. This is bad. It's it, it really is, man. I fucking hate that shit. It's a political thing I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what the company gets um, out of it outside of Social letting media. employees feel like, like, it's kind of the same thing as I'm like, have a relationship with your owner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't go off on a side tangent now, but like, like, I'm big on like the thing I tell everybody because of the entertainment director thing is, is like, deal points. What are your deal points? You come into this gig and you and I offer you $300. I'm not offering you $600 in six months just because you're doing a great job. I'm you're doing a great job. I'm getting a fucking guaranteed gamble like a, a win. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. getting a deal. And so when you come in and you want to make $600 or $1,000 or whatever it is, hey, I'm going to start at this rate. In six months, I want to be here. What are my goals? Like, how do I get there? What, what do you want to see out of me? That's that relationship you need to have with like the ownership. But you don't do that you can't do that with the VIP host, with the bottle service girls, because they're not the ones controlling that. But yet you kind of get handcuffed when they're controlling it and the owner's going, hey, man, why are you not doing a good job over here? It's like, well, you listen to this person over here and they're telling you that this is what they want to hear and this is what I'm playing, but now the numbers aren't showing you that. You know, on the backside of it, I, I understand the backside of it a lot more than most guys even get to see budgets and profit and loss sheets and things like that that I had to go over. Mm-hmm. You know, I've unfortunately the evil villain that was trying to put a dollar amount on your guys's creativity and yeah. that's hard to do you know and but i was a proponent for the djs like I, nobody was going to walk in and be like ah he's terrible he's fine. Said, no no we're not going to do that we're going to sit down we're going to talk about this we're going to figure out what's going on you know it's going to fire one of my guys for no reason let me ask right. you this real quick how much of it does weigh on the dj how much of it is on the dj when, when it comes to the number what like when you're looking at that it's the first thing that they want to change every time right um so i think that not rightfully so but i think that that is a standard practice that mm-hmm. everybody really focuses on the dj being the problem mm-hmm. uh, when sometimes there could be in, you know internal things like I mean, shit, a lot of places in Arizona, like they get mold underneath the, because of it's so hot there. Mm-hmm. And will just fall in and like get in. So like sometimes the floor smells and people just mm-hmm. walk, oh, I don't want to smell the floor. I'll tell you right now, a giveaway, if you walk into any nightclub and it smells like coffee, one of two things happen. Either a rotten floor or somebody right. just. Right, <laughs> right. They will put coffee on everything. Yep. <laughs> get rid of that smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smell like. Coffee or like uh like some sort of like artificial smell yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Sawdust. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sawdust down. Yeah. So that powder you put on carpet. Yeah. When you vacuum. Mm-hmm. That's what it'd be smelling like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Look, if you go to if you go to like Hakkasan or something like that or Zook, they're not serving coffee. Right. Like, but that's, what, that's why they stopped using carpet in clubs. I bet you they have like a shit ton of coffee in the back. Yeah, and it's because it's kind of like it's it's it absorbs, it absorbs the liquid smell. It does both things. 
kind of like kitty litter, but it's dark, it's black, so it doesn't, it's not bright white on the ground. Yeah. Like, so people can't see it. So there's a whole like science behind like why these things become popular. There's nightclubs mm. that never serve coffee, but they've got tons of instant coffee bags in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's so crazy. That's such a, that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, as I said, that, that could be part of the reason that the nightclub is like, there's multiple. Right, right, exactly. But we get the brunt of it, yeah. which we, we don't deserve, but we also, it's a double-edged sword. We also get, like when it's a great night, Everybody leaves and remembers. Oh, the DJ was that. Mm-hmm. Guy. Mm-hmm. They yeah, remember, like, you know, Katie was serving me, and she's. I had a great time with her. They might, they might remember Katie for a different reason, but you know, that's what I'm. That's right. different. Yeah. I think. I think you're right. I think it is always the go-to, good or bad. It's always the DJ. But in reality, there's a lot of other variables that come with that mm-hmm. come with it. I think. I personally think just working both ends of it, I think the reality is most of the blame, not blame, but I think the DJ's biggest responsibility and the thing that really is reflected reflected upon of a good DJ is if people stay. Yeah. I think that's really the big one. I don't think most DJs on the planet are going to bring people in. I don't think the music that they're playing are going to deter or going are the reason people come in. I think people come in because they like the venue or the reputation of the venue and the music they play, but not the song that the DJ is currently playing right at this moment, because how would they even know they're not there? (laughs) But I think once you get there and the music is the music you like, the venue doesn't smell like shit and the drinks are affordable and they have Mm -hmm. girls, we're in. So there's two sides to the DJ being that powerhouse. A, you have a dance floor the whole night because the DJ is doing incredible. And B, you have a dance floor the whole night, which is not selling any drinks. Right. Yeah. 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 Part like you could do do find that of a job. That's the ebb and flow in your sets, right? Yeah. 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 That's That's when you pull out Joe to see and throw that record on for 30 seconds and get the people like, okay, I needed a break. I'm going to go get a drink. You know, yep. yep. Mm. And then you're fighting the crowd, though. Yeah. So it's it's like I've done my job the best I can do. We (laughs) we hit the peaks and we hit the valleys. Now I gotta sell some some liquor here. Yeah. So I know that I'm taking you into that valley by playing the Jodeci or by playing this or that. Exactly. And the crowd instantly goes, "He forgot what he's doing. He forgot (laughs) how to do this job." He was riding a bike and and just instantly forgot how to ride a bike. (laughs) He fell off off the damn bike. What's going on right now? He put put a stick in his own spokes and fell off the bike. (laughs) That's that's the dichotomy of fucking DJ, man. That is exactly what they think. 100%. That's interesting. You can't can't explain that to somebody (laughs) where a pedestrian is going to be like, Oh yeah, you do need to sell liquor because you're like, hey, you fucked up that dance floor with that song. This is all. Yeah, they've been dancing for an hour and nobody's been at the bar for thirty minutes. What is the like? The bartenders are dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's why I love open format because you can do that without doing the ballet, right? You can do an open format. So there's people that only want to hear the hip hop records that are in the club, right? And okay for that. 10, 15 minutes that you're putting, however long you're playing it. Some people half hour, some people five minutes, whatever. And then they'll rotate. So you play a little EDM track. And then, oh, maybe I want to play 
you know, and Nashville, it's true open format. And they think Colin can probably help. I would hope that he agrees, but if not, it's okay. Um, it's true open format. I could have gone anywhere at any point in time. Yeah. Like it didn't matter if I was going to play a CCR record or if I was going to play a Kesha record or if I was going to play everything. <laughs> what are <laughs> what is it's your head? Like, like a wedding it's like a wedding for sure you know like and and you are dealing with those dynamics too uh same as vegas you know everyone is there from a different walk and best case scenario is we all get you centered around one song that we can all mm -hmm. on the same page before we take you somewhere else mm -hmm. so yeah. i'll play abba gimme 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 or something dancing queen or whatever we got you all on the same page now. I'm hoping you stick with us. Right. Yeah. I'm hoping you don't peel off. Right. Now, mind you, the bartender is like, fucking sell some booze. Like, yeah. you know, you know, now that we're all on the same page, we're not all on the same page. No. <laughs> the bartender's like Um, see that's that's why I always feel like the DJ gets way too much flack and credit, like at the same yeah. time. Cause like a successful night isn't just on the dj it's on everybody yeah. you know it's it's on the entire staff i've had those like where hey man i gotta get you to come play my club you gotta play my club man you're killing it you're ripping it here and i'm like okay and i go and do the same set at their club and they're off the main strip they never promoted exactly playing for nobody friday night and i'm like okay well, <laughs> you know that this isn't like just i don't bring a thousand i didn't people. bring <laughs> <laughs> they could have literally had a clown up there playing spotify on friday night oh, yeah you need to play my club and bring all those people with you yeah, yeah bring all these people with you they could all Man. sit in your car right let's go you guys know diesel right you guys all live here right no one's on vacation right <laughs> this bachelor party you guys are all from nashville right you're having your bachelor party tomorrow right yeah. you guys gonna do it again next week yeah, yeah, we're gonna Just drop four thousand dollars every Flanagan's. night from here until the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that's There's what it's no like. one drawing like that. Even the biggest names in in fucking uh, in nightclub out format. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday night at Omnia is going to be Friday night at Omnia, regardless of who's playing. <laughs> right. It could be Cascade or it could be fucking me. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be yeah. fucking cracking. It's it yeah. doesn't matter. The DJ gets too much credit. Yeah. And I also think they get too much flack when it goes badly. Like, it's fucking a hurricane outside. Cascade could have been there. It's going to be slow. So what's the solution to the problem then? If where I mean, we can talk about the problem over and over. Yeah. What's the answer? I mean, get more people of our of our intellect into those positions. How do we make it valuable? Mm. It, you know, I'll, I left, I'll, I'll DJ. I left <laughs> I'll, I'll DJ. I'll DJ. We've had uh, enough. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen that. Enough of that. Um, I don't know what the, the solution is, but I do think, I think recognizing that the blame or the credit goes to the album the and the location as a whole, not just the guy playing the music, because mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he can't be your promoter mm -hmm. and your menu creator and your service person oh, my biggest and expect him to be on top of his game with with the music and but the and job that he has come on the dj like, director though is one of the best steps they can take yes the double at the dj director yes. where it's like this guy's in this role 
but also he knows from experience what the hell has been going on. And I, I think that's, that's a step in the right direction when shit hits the fan and they can be like, you know, it's the DJ's fault and you step in and you're like, actually it's not. I think the position of resident has gotten kind of lost like a steady fucking that's our guy. Everybody else is a guest. This is the guy who knows this room front and back. I think that position has kind of been lost in nightlife. And it, that oh, more of residents. because residents for me, the way I explained it to all my partners was always like, do you want a guy that works here once a month or once every six weeks and decides one night he's going to get drunk and decides, well, fuck it. I, if I lose this gig, it's one gig for me. Right. Here, I can fill that next. I got 60 days to fill it or I got, you know, a month to fill it. Who cares? I'm just going to do me tonight. Or do you want the guy that's there every Friday and invested in making that Friday the best Friday so that he has a brand for himself to do that? Now, that's partially on the owner to look for that guy and sell that to that guy, you know, sell them the dream. Like, hey, we're committing to you on Fridays. Like, we're building an identity for this club and a big part of it is you. A part of it, yeah. So let's, you know, not to drink too much or not drink at all or whatever you want to do. You know, let's, you know, get you in early to get make sure the equipment is right or, you know, what equipment do you need? Like, they're not, they only want, you know, it's like every owner for everything. They just want the pieces that they want, that, that they don't want everything that comes along with it. You know, and that's... Because with that, you end up getting, like, you know, a, a built-in guy, because you're going to have your guest DJs, and that's your guy to, like, guide them. And, like, you know, he, you have somebody to be like, hey, what's this room sound like? Sound, you know, yeah. you could do this. You know, and if, if you want to do something else, I can... When I close tonight, I'll I'll lead us back, you know? You also have a central point of contact. So you know all of the information going to all the DJs is coming from one point. So, like, if this dude says, oh, I, I was told I was going to work, and this other guy's booked, and now you got a conflict of it, like, you have somewhere to go to. It's not – it takes the blame and the – and the the um not the blame, but the responsibility off the owners or the, you know, chief operating officer or CEO or whoever you want to have – have it it doesn't they don't have that anymore so you have somebody that just focused on that entertainment and having that communication so these guys feel more loved in the company because mm-hmm. i can give them the attention that they need you know where if you, when you don't have it you know you say something and you just never know if it's going to get changed or if it's falling on deaf ears or if they're too busy to you know oh man i'm dealing with a lawsuit right now or i got to do the cops are here for this thing over here and you're like okay well now i don't feel heard so then you don't have that investment in the company so it's just it's a dub uh, it's bad for both of you guys mm-hmm. a lose lose on each one of them. so I, that's just a lot of stuff that i had to develop on my own was like who am i as a person and how do i get these guys to respect me without being an asshole mm. you know and so i had to grow and change that's why i can still drink in djs because i learned how to deal with my inner demons a long time ago yeah work that part out yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I wasn't gonna. They were gonna fire me if I didn't figure it out, man. And I was like, yeah. okay, they ain't trying to help me. Right. I gotta do this on my own. So right. I had to dig in and start doing all the work. You know. Yeah. That's saw cool. a lot of those instances where people couldn't handle it. It's like yeah. you might have been the guy for the job if you worked that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you see that a lot. The drinking spen- suspensions were were was would cure them very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and basically, you know, I, I saw one of your guys' clips where you were talking about being sober and stuff like that. Um, that is a solution to a lot of the problems with the DJs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to recommend it for everyone. I mean, I drink when I DJ, but I do a very 
responsibly. Mm -hmm. um, I think you all need, like, everybody needs to figure it out for their own reasons. But I will say that I don't, I can't remember a problem that I've had with a DJ outside of maybe one or two in 11 years that didn't have a drinking element to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how guys just shoot themselves in the foot. You know, that's yeah. that mentality of like, oh, I'm the party guy. No, you're not, dude. No. You know, often I talk to my friends on the weekend, zero. And they could be standing right next to me. Colin was standing right there. We probably said yeah. like maybe 20 words in like three hours to each other. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he understands, we understand. We're not really talking with our friends. We might have a couple of drinks. So you just, you think of it that way. You're just drinking alone. Yeah. So, you're just on Fridays and Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're just drinking alone. Yeah. You're not having that social interaction with your friends. You're not developing those great relationships that you can build businesses with and build communities with later. So you have to. We're, have we're playing songs. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're at it's, work. Mm -hmm. club, club talk is bullshit talk. You know, it is. And, and even when you're in the crowd, you know it. Yeah. Even after 2 a.m., any talk is bullshit. Somebody could offer you every residency under the sun. The next day, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's, totally. it's, it's horseshit. It's coke next talk. It's, it's, like, it's booze talk. Who phone? Who this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, oh, we had such a good time last night. Thank you so much. I can't wait to work with you. And they're like, what do we talk about? <laughs> it, it's not there. You know, like it's, it's, it's not fucking there. And I think there's that allure that builds around it where people say, I need to drink to network. I mm -hmm. need to drink to get where I want to be in this industry. I need to drink to develop a friendship. No, you need to have a fucking personality is what yeah. you need. Yeah. You just need to like you. You need yeah, to you just need to like you. That's really it. That's mm -hmm. it. Don't be a fucking dickhead and, and come to the table with a conversation. Have There's a so many damn gigs that I should not be having in Lake Oswego for these one percenters that I should not be in. <laughs> But you they found love a common my black ground ass, man. I to swear talk to, God. to people. You yeah. found a common ground. For me, it's usually music. I can mm -hmm. talk to anyone under the sun about music. Even mm -hmm. if I don't agree with your political decisions or whatever, this, that, and the other, we can find some artists out there 99% of the time that we both enjoy. Right. That's all you need is that one common ground, and you can build off that. Yeah. That's it. Like you were saying, you know, you go into these conversations with people that weren't in line with you musically you played something they came back at you and they're like i don't know about that and then you brought up another artist and they're like yo do we just become best friends and that's how you win them over and then you're playing those gigs wherever you want mm -hmm. you know these personalities these opinions people people don't have hobbies anymore you know you ask somebody what do you do what are you into they don't have a fucking hobby yeah. and how do you how do you network with somebody that that is just Bottom line, ROI every night mm -hmm. in the club. Mm -hmm. It's kind of tough, mm -hmm. you know? Or if your only common thread is tequila, it's kind of tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? I mean, really, that's it's you can say it's tough. I see it as sad. Sure. It truly is sad. <laughs> because every person I meet to me is a new story, a new, mm -hmm. it's a new, like, experience and like yo what has this person's life been about because mine's been totally different everybody's their own main character and their and their own story so i want to see your story man i like i like movies and i like stories tell me your story you know and and you when you can't find that just a simple thing like you said just even if it's just a song like one song you know or you know one sneaker that you guys both liked or whatever it is you know anything 
sad if you can't find that one thing that yeah. that tells me that there's a there's a bigger issue maybe with the two people or even maybe with society if you see that happening a lot more often because it's hard you know not to be to be around all these people and not feel a lot of the the anger that they have when they start like they start talking to people mm -hmm. and ah, oh, that it hurts it feels i'm like oh ah you know mm. like I, why what all you had to do was say can you play me a birthday song <laughs> this shit sucks right. yeah right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's. it's like, uh, where are they learning that? Where are those? I mean, when you're twelve, people say like, kind of like real you, like you, you lose a lot of filters. So, I mean, where, what what does that say about the person? That's just you know, that's their first thing is to just react into anger and aggression is how they learn to deal with you know, conflict resolution and yeah. or just starting with conflict. I don't even know. Like he hasn't even gotten to become a conflict. Like I didn't know he was DJing. Yeah, you got yeah. mad at you got mad at a song. Yeah, like coming in hot doesn't solve anything really. Like even in I don't I don't know if it's like a customer's always right approach that these people are taking or something like that, but the customer's not always right. You know, like especially when you're curating for a whole fucking room. I could say the simple. When somebody says customer's always right. Simple answer to that is. If they are, then how come everything's not free? I don't know. Any customer that doesn't want to, that wants to pay for something. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a hundred percent true. You know, I'm I'm just as much of a guest in the club as as you and as you know, as this person, as that person. We're all buying time in this space. You know, like that's the common ground where it's like you're coming at me hot. I'm on your side. I'm trying to make everyone have a good time. I'm not trying to ruin your night. You know, like, like you said, make, out of that. make you mad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is just for you. This is the playlist to piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> we compiled all the songs you hate and here they are, <laughs> you know? God. Yeah. I mean, using Pandora for evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and it's it's important that you touched on that, though, as far as the aspect of the dark side of of being in, in the DJ realm and DJing for college kids, which are in a college mode, and the DJ automatically assumes that they have to party as hard just to keep up when you can get the fucking job done without fucking matching them one for one. And I think um, that's definitely a unique situation. And then I think also... Nashville is a unique situation for you two where you did branch out and you got a little bit of an older clientele to mix in with that that college crowd that does come out there to kind of cut loose. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It go ahead. It was I mean it's just a great it's it's I'm just blessed to be here and like have the gigs that I have and have the opportunities that I've had because it's just it's it's something that I I mean to be honest with you I didn't really believe in myself while I was at Riot. You know, I didn't believe myself in like the production I was doing and and I knew my DJ sets were kind of, it, it kind of was, you know, you play the same place for so long and you just kind of like, it gets to a point where you're just like, I could do this with, I could do this blacked out drunk with my eyes closed asleep. Like I know like at what point in time to have this, I know that group of girls over there, you know, and it, it got to the point where I just didn't believe in myself. So that move was very, you know, during COVID, you know, it, 
we, you know, you, we lost all of our entertainment director positions and DJ positions. They all disappeared. So we all kind of had to figure out what we were doing and, and really, is this something that's an art form and a passion for us? that's going to be part of our life, the rest of our life, or is this something that, and I had to look at that. Was I just doing this because I had the corporate paycheck, you know, <laughs> it was nice. Right. And had a nice house right next to ASU. Like, but couldn't, I couldn't resolve myself in the way that I was seeing the company, um, go with again like what i believed in not anything but negative just we just were going down different paths right like right. i was going this way on my path to discovery or understanding myself and they were going this way in the, their path of go, understanding the company and making the company into the bohemian that it is yeah. uh, so that's kind of why i moved here and, and did all that stuff that the and i do remember i mean i came here a lot so i knew this was the crowd for me because it was a little bit older crowd but I saw, and I still believe this, I, I genuinely believe this, and I say this to everyone. I feel like if you guys move here now, this is like moving to Vegas right before the 90s boom with like the, the, the late 90s boom with the nightclubs, mm-hmm. right before the early 2000s when like AM was getting his first million dollar gig. Like I, I can see the potential for that here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's moving faster, clearly, but yeah, it, it's ground floor stuff. Like right now it's all mom and pops, but you've got, you know, towels moving in. Like, so there's, you know, I think uh, MGM has got something coming here or like a Caesar's palace or something like that. You know, they're pushing gambling through the state right now. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you have so much music culture here that, you know, know, we took you to somewhere that was, I mean, it's literally called redneck Riviera, but the guys that play there were fucking amazing. Yeah. um, pulled off stevie ray vaughn so that culture revitalized my love for the music and started and i was like oh these i love country music but i can't play it in the nightclub so that's when i started doing a lot of the more of the i guess everybody calls it edm name i don't know if i like that name (laughs) it's a fun name but i'm glad you brought this up because this is something that blew my fucking mind you weaved country so fucking well in and out to where you can have them by the fucking stones and it's a fucking honky tonk song and then you bounce back into house or then you bounce back into pop or something like that and you don't miss a step not everyone can do that and i i know uh we we mentioned some of the kind of pioneers some of the four founders of it being like dj silver and and acts like that you know which were really incorporating country more it's a fucking roll of the dice at the end of the day you know it 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 is the equivalent of playing a jazz song in the middle of your set where you're like hey we're going a different direction here trust just fucking trust that we're gonna pull this off and and you do and did you get an early taste of that in arizona were you tapping into that at all or was it strictly once i moved to nashville i'm working in country um there only so i don't know if you guys know dj Steele. He passed away during COVID. He was one of the people that had a, he had an enlarged heart and didn't know it and then got COVID, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He was really big Arizona DJ. Um, fashion knows who he is. Z-Trip knows who he is. Like, he came up with those guys. Um, he was running the countryside. He was more into country music at that time. I've been in the country my whole life. When he passed away in COVID and we reopened, I took over his gigs at the country bar because we didn't have anybody else that could do it. Hmm. Um, and I 
looked at it as every country song was the equivalent to an old ACDC song or like a rock song, right? Mm -hmm. So an ACDC song or a Bon Jovi song or, you know, whatever, White Snake song, whatever you want to call it. So that's kind of how I got the flavor of it. Um, I did a couple different country like events and I was there when we first opened Whiskey Row doing country every night. Um, so, but I, it's been ingrained in my like blood and my DNA since such, such a young age mm. that it, it kind of always found itself into my sets. Mm. You know, the, you get the one song for yourself and I would always know which one it would be by looking at the crowd. Like, oh, okay, this crowd's more into hip hop stuff. So like I can play like a more like, like a, a really good there used to be a dizzy rascal drum beat of uh of uh, of well it's big beat right oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's billy, the billy squire Billy squire yeah it's like the drum beat that one with uh friends in low places it's almost like it's not a country song you right. throw a hip-hop beat underneath it people get it they get the sample of it they get oh all right okay we went a little different direction here you know there's a guy here that did wicked the instigator that guy does a lot of um uh, he did a lot of uh, Johnny Cash stuff a long time mm-hmm. ago. But I did get, I was able to sample some of it. It wasn't something that the, that the crowd wanted um, until we were doing things like uh, block parties, like 4th of July block parties and things like that, where you'd get more people out that weren't necessarily nightclub goers all the time. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I don't want to get too long-winded about it, but I no, of- it's uh, dude. It's it's a DJ <laughs> podcast. You can get long-winded about this shit. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Um, you can edit it. <laughs> are you mashing up? Is that? Yeah. So I was making mashups. I I didn't believe in myself so much um, in Arizona that I didn't want the DJs to know that it was me making these edits. So I came up with super okay. From DMS. So there's DMS stuff that's on Super OK, which is all mine. Shout that's out. yours? I didn't, <laughs> oh, I didn't know shit. that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, wow. Look behind the green curtain. Yeah. Um, it was, it, and it was because I wasn't confident in myself. Uh-huh. And so what I did was I let it ride for two or three years. And I think Warren Peace was the only person at the time that might have known who, that it was me. And we didn't really have that great of a relationship. He was just a dude I emailed. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, and, and, and I was like, okay. So I would just go to my friends and I would just type in super okay. And they'd have bang, just a list of everything I've made. Wow. And I, I waited like two or three years to like, finally tell people. And they're like, there's no fucking way. And I was like, yeah. Like these classic records that you're losing that were like, that I made edits of, they're just edits. Like yeah. I didn't do anything to them, but they were, it was where I started my production career. Um, and at that same time, I, I was a huge Crooklyn Clan fan. Huge because Z Trip basically started mashups, right? right. So being in Arizona, it's kind of was always there, and pe- people already kind of were open to. I mean, I moved there in two thousand four. the The DJ scene wasn't really cracking off mm-hmm. in Arizona. It was in Scottsdale a little bit. It was like four nightclubs, and that's about it. Um, but I got in with bed with an owner that had like a. It's called the library, and that was the bar, and the girl dressed in the little skimpy librarian outfits and and her school. <laughs> Bits and stuff like that and he he would want he just walk up to me like in the middle of the middle of play bon jovi right now and you oh. <laughs> slam into bon jovi and then people would go nuts and i was like yo like he knew he knew he couldn't dj but he knew yeah what he was building 
And that really gave me into like, okay, well, I'm gonna start making mashups. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing mashups in like 2004. So I've always been producing stuff. And now it's just a lot easier and I can do them really quickly. And like I was telling Colin, the country ones I do, I, I don't do aggressive. Like I don't try to make them hard songs. Right. I try to enhance the song that they have. Like, so if it's a love song, I'm gonna try to find something that's pretty and, and beautiful that I'm gonna mash it up with that's in the same key or even has the same melody. Mm-hmm. I really love finding songs with the same melody. And I just showed Colin one the other day that's actually gonna be on the Fade University mix tomorrow. It's Four Non Blondes chorus has the same melody as Daft Punk one more time. Oh. And no, I made the mashup just because they were in the same key. It was not, re- as in they were the same melody? Yeah. And then they're not necessarily the same key because I used the BTJ, whatever, some like new, one remix that came out last year. And that one was? And, and it, was, it was in a different key. Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. Where that song is in a different key, but the melody was the same. Ah. And when I laid it on top of it, 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 I was like, oh my God, this sounds really good. Wait, why does it sound so good? Wait, this is <laughs> the <damn> melody. He's <laughs> uh, riding the melody. <laughs> I find that I'm like, that to me is gold because it's, it's, you know, I, I don't want to waste one more time. It's a great record. It works almost in every room. Yeah. So that almost doesn't feel like I'm wasting it because it's just enhancing another song. And then I can go into one more time after that or, start before it but you know it might not be exactly the same but it's like really really close to where people i just love finding that stuff right finding stuff that that kind of has a serotonin like drop to it like it gives you that because a lot of the country music that i'm remixing and and mashing up is you know it's about love it's about heartbreak um well and you know some of them are about drinking and fighting and fucking but a lot of them are just about heartbreak and it's hard for me to have a heartbreak song that's like doesn't. kicking the bub's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking sad. <laughs> There's like bachelor parties and you're playing breakup songs and you're like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think the biggest violator of that is the people that do the deep, like, not bass house, but the dark house. Uh huh. Like where it's very deep house, uh-huh. right? They just oh, Morgan Wallen has the same key, and you throw it in there, and it just build up, and then it's just nothing. And you're like, <laughs> I understand that they they enjoy that because they enjoy the house music part of it. Yeah. Yes, I don't think the customer that you made it for that was listening to Morgan Wallen is gonna enjoy. I think you took you've taken them too far off into left left field to for them to feel the emotion of the song mm-hmm. we saw the impact though when i was there watching you we literally saw the impact with the person that played after you now you had the early shift in the night a dj yeah. played after you and went straight house straight abiza straight 2 a.m in nashville tennessee and mm. the crowd just kind of turned right away mm. it was maybe one song maybe wow. one song and diesel had them up up there mm-hmm. and then snap of a finger they f- flipped mm. and he was unwavering 
he didn't back down. <laughs> like these are these fucking songs I have. Here's the house music I have. Yeah, no, this is all I got, guys. That's what you're gonna I get. Think that's a newer approach to DJing. I think we that's do, a young person's approach. We do have oh. a lot of guys here that that I want to say this correctly because I don't want to insult anybody because it's not it's not meant to be insulting. It's meant right. to be a comment where hey, if, if you listen to the comment coming from a place of understanding, then you'll understand it's there it's there to help you and not say negative things about you. Yeah. Right. There are some people that have never not played in Nashville. And in Nashville, you walk in at six o'clock and there's, if it's a 500 person room, there's 500 people in there, right? And there's 700 people, a thousand people waiting in to get in at every bar, every bar on the street, yeah. every person has a line to get in. So you can maybe not play the best set and lose 150 people. There's 150 people waiting to get Still back waiting in. Line. To come in. So yeah. You don't have that. They, they've never played those. I open at 10 and the crowd doesn't really show up till 1130. So I got to keep a vibe and I got to learn, Oh, I got to keep that one person. Now I got to keep those extra two people. Now I got to yeah. keep that seven group of seven that just walked in. They've never had to do that and, and, and create that vibe. So they right. don't know when they're doing, when they're doing something that's negative to, to impact the crowd. Right. Cause it'll always just fill up. It'll always not looking up. to see if the crowd enjoy the music. It's, yeah. It's it's always busy, so I'm just gonna keep playing. And yeah. they play good music; they're not bad. I'm just, I'm just saying, some of the guys have never had that experience, and when they do the first time, it's very startling to them. Uh huh. Whoa, wait, wait a second! And they're like start to second guess their whole like identity as a DJ because they've never not had a busy room. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a detriment done by the service industry here to them. There is uh, not a big yeah. culture here. There aren't. Okay things that we all grew up going through nobody had a mentor nope like every other other than the spots that i play and i fight for every other place makes requires you to bring your own controller like right. that's how antiquated but this, these places are putting two million dollars a week away on a weekend right right so ten thousand dollars for a dj a set of dj equipment and speaker good speakers it's not that much to ask right right but they don't see it that way because they've always gotten it for free. Right? See, you want to play here, so I will have to interject. It it is tough too because I do see the other side of it. Um, with these younger DJs, all they know how to do is play on the controller. Yeah, you know. So I do see the other side where if you're the club owner, I'm not going to worry about getting equipment because all the younger guys that I'm going to be hiring is going to bring their own. So it does, it does suck for us where we're like, we, we do want to come in and just, just rock and whatever, rock with whatever they have right there. Well, I mean, it's a detriment to them too, because I see, I see what you're saying. I'm not. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Right, right, right. A detriment to them because most of these kids, let's not lie to ourselves are not getting in to be nightclub DJs or turntables. They're getting in to be festival DJs. Right. They're correct, to be headliner festival. Correct. They, they're not going to have a controller. That lasted, like, that's, you're not, they're not going to do that for you. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to have big, big boy equipment. So what happens? Do you, you, I've seen more guys that are coming straight from controller to, to CDJs and a, maybe a 900 or an S11. And every, just everything is falling apart because they yeah. don't know. What yeah. Don't. 
you know, and their and this is their moment to shine. Mm-hmm. They didn't have money to go rent the equipment to, to to you know practice on it, or they didn't even know to because mm-hmm. there is a DJ culture here that supplies that. In the EDM world, there kind of is. There's a couple of guys around here that have like almost after parties at their at their own stuff. So the kids get to fuck around at those teams, you know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, people are. I mean, I had a guy that came up and was like, man, I'm one of the DJs in Austin, Texas. Man, what kind of board are you using? And I was like, this is not a board. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just never seen a board like that. And I go, this is... First of all, it's not called a board. It's not a board. I just picked one up and slid it over, and he was like... Mine <laughs> was long. <laughs> that it wasn't one piece of plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, these are all movable. <laughs> yeah. There is that... There's that... <laughs> you know, it's it's a one size fits all approach too. Yeah, it, it, it's a the club will adjust to me. The club mm-hmm. will adjust to these songs that I have. Mm-hmm. If these people aren't here, the right people will show up, and we'll keep shuffling through people all night until I get the response I want. Yeah, it's not real life. It's not that's, real life. That's we all not... love to play boiler rooms every day of our life. <laughs> that's just yeah, not what it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. You know, where and... the crowd just comes to hear a unique sound. Yeah. Curated by you, and we're all in. Yeah. <laughs> and furthermore, <laughs> there are other people's songs, you know? <laughs> You're like, uh, look at my collection of Pokemon cards. It's the best ever. Yeah. You know, and they're like, well, well did you draw them? Did you make them? You're like, no, I no. bought them. But they're the best ever, and you're gonna agree. And it's like, I mean, all right, I guess so. But I mean, you know, I can also go over here and don't have yeah. to be here right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's somebody with you know one block over or one next door, Nashville, next door. next door. Yeah, there's someone next door that's floor. doing what I want. Oh, next floor. He said floor. next floor. floor. Oh, that's there's... the best part. Multi room. It's like three. That's the best. Four floors. Wrong floor, bud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, do that. I do that. They're like, where's all the country music? And I go, I'll play a little bit, but mostly we play this kind of stuff. But if you want to hear like straight up good country, the bands downstairs are phenomenal. I promise it's you. So that. sick. And I sell it. That's so sick. Bro. To like have a bad experience, you know, because I yeah. am invested in the company. You know, I, I I helped build that company. I designed all of the entertainment for it, um, along with Dirks and a guy named Ward here from Whiskey Jam, who is uh-huh. got out. But yeah, you're right. Wrong floor. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Hey, we got that going on over there. Yeah. Hey, that's in the back. That's upstairs. That's downstairs. Yeah. You're not wanting to come from a point of aggression, right? Yeah. And just wanting to like have them in like, I'm trying to give everybody the most like pleasurable time they can have. Yeah. All it is, oh. it's just guiding them to the right pond, man. Yeah. Oh, this, this is the wrong <laughs> lake. We got that over there though. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to be a street sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bathrooms are over here. Country's in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the fucking brass tax of it all, man. You're like, we do that here, and we also do this here. So pick your poison, man. No, that's that's true. And and in this uh, society where we have a million choices, we need that. Yeah. We need the band. We need the room that's house. We need the room that's rap. We need the room that's, you know, everything else. Pop and disco, blah, blah, blah. Um, because it's only going to get more consumer-oriented where it's chewed up and spit out quickly to where we want to keep you here. We don't want to lose you. We don't want to lose mm-hmm. you to a competitor. We do want to keep you in this building. 
we got to find a room for all of you guys, mm-hmm. for everyone, you know, and that's 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 the crux of open format right now, where as a community, we're trying to decide with everything moving so fast, with music moving so fast, with genres being interchangeable right now, how do we keep everyone in the room? It's not really easy. There's, there's specialists strippers. for every genre under the strippers. world. Yeah. Strippers, strippers make some people uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, DJing is all about math, but this one doesn't have a solution. It doesn't. It truly does not. It doesn't. And I mean, but that's that's what music is. It's truly not for everybody. And I think as soon as we all accept that and just know that, like, and not take it personally. Yeah. And that's what it is not take it personally. You just can't take it personally. You're not going to be for everybody. Just hope that you're good for a good amount of people. Listen, yeah. I am not playing Barbie World just to piss you off. Like, this, no, I, I don't. There's, there's I don't, a reason why I'm playing this right now. People are into it right now. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. play the hook. I don't have personal <laughs> investment in every song that I play. Uh-uh. Right. Boy, do I not have a personal? I will investment. die on this hill for all 150 songs you hear tonight. Like, yeah. no, that's I not, promise you, that's not the case. That's not the case. Some are for you, some are for me, and uh, I would say a solid. Ten of these songs I'm not invested in. Yeah. What's your most like? What's your average like your your go to pick song for you in the night? Or a transition because I have one like I do things for myself. Like there's a part in UCLA where it says she was born in Texas, and I loop that and I play Formation after, uh, right after it. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Me, yeah. It's, nobody gets it. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And they're two good songs, but it's just for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I get a little giggle out of it, and my night's a little bit happier. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got a few of those. Yeah, I, I got a few. I got I a few. Think... I got like un- unholy Sam-, Sam Smith unholy, um, and then I cut out the the last part of the chorus, and then cut out the all the um, the music, and I just bring in a genuine pony and let the second verse ride out on genuine pony. So that's my works. My, one I do early in the night is Q Tip. Let's ride. In the second verse, I loop Outcast banging loud in my eardrums. And then every night I switch the Outcast song that comes in afterwards. Oh, word. So, <laughs> so fresh and so clean. Uh, yeah. And whatever. Spotty, spotty, bartenders aren't like, God damn it, this one again. Yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah. Outcast song every time. And I don't give a fuck how slow or fast it needs to be to match up. It's, it's, <laughs> you're it's gonna be, you're getting an Outcast song. I'm about to tell you right now, I love wide mode. Okay. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I am in wide mode all night, bro. I'm a 16 guy, but if yes. I gotta go wide, I do not care. Like I am in wide mode all night. I'll play that own. shit fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> I'm trying to play the weirdest shit sometimes. So internal goes all the way up for a reason, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that shit 200 BPM if I gotta do it. Yeah. There's a reason. I'm such a believer in in doing that that before. We had when we were back on all on turntables. I was buying Vestex with the plus fifty. Like, oh I yeah, would, um, I would go early and swap out the techniques and put them on. And it's funny because that's how I got to open for Jazzy Jeff one time was because I was the only dude that had the, the equipment. Oh he hell yeah, the that what they're called the PDXs. Yeah, yeah, yeah the straight arms yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plastic jaw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking. But they got that ultra pitch, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that one, yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're gonna make yeah, that's how much I believe in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You know, sometimes yours, you gotta Dion. hear the song. Uh, mine is Dancing Queen, and then I uh, loop the Queen part into Crazy in Love from Beyonce. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 lowbrow, but a lot of people will get it. You know, like looping looping Queen. I don't know, man. I I, just, yeah, I like my favorite lowbrow is the, and I think multiple DJs do this. The uh, Kanye and Jay Z Paris, mm-hmm. uh, it's like meet me in the bathroom, and then you just yeah. start the middle house party. I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I've heard so many guys do that. I mean, I do my version of it, but it's it's such a good. Like both records are great; they're almost equally as energetic. Yeah, it keeps the vibe. Like it's such a good one that, and it's so kind of like everybody gets it and yeah. they enjoy. Yeah. 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 There's there's those certain tools that we all have that we know yeah. we're pulling something off that's way above the crowd's head. Yeah. Because you know I do before I let you go, uh Maze, Frankie Beverly Maze, and then right when uh he says, Thank God I bring in Beyonce uh before I let you go, right when she yeah. says thank God and then just yeah. let that right out after it. But I do the fat man fat man scoop remix. little things. Just like you said, just it's for me. It makes me feel happy to be here. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm actually doing something enjoyable. When but it night, works that way. It <laughs> works like ninety nine percent of the time. It's gonna work. And when people, yeah, it's an automatic. It's like a Mickey. Like you know, it's gonna work. You know, you're gonna pull it off. And then if you get the compliment on it, your night's made. I'll yeah. play you whatever you guys want all night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always get screams when I get that. Good job on your stuff. that one thing you did. Yeah, <laughs> late. Oh my god! I love a fucking compliment on some on a mix I did later. Like yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like minutes, dude, you still remember I, that? About I this forgot after. about that song. Thank you, man. <laughs> For me, it's the Shazams. Nothing, nothing is, yeah. is more of a pat on the back. Oh, it's the blue screen phone up in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yeah, this is fleet. Oh, or, how, or how about or how about oh, that person that walks up? Things. <laughs> a phone up in the air could be two things. What yeah. about- true, <laughs> true. <laughs> Either a bad request or a Shazam, and you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about how about that person that just walks up and just was like, and I'm like, yo, what's good? Oh no, man, I was just seeing seeing what that song was. Trying to see the screen. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 you good? Just trying to, I'm, yeah, you you kind of like have that like at least. Yeah, for me. it's like you know somebody's right behind you, and it's like <laughs> you don't want to turn because you know if you turn, they'll start asking you a question like. I don't want to be this person, but oh, like, but you are. You what do you song. want? So now like, you don't want to make eye contact with that person. Not wanting to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> every every time you say you don't want to be that person, you're being I'm that here. person. I go, here you are. Here we are. Somebody, somebody the second verse is starting. Said, you don't have to be that person then. Here you are, fucking up the quick mix. What do you want? <laughs> oh, I love it. I haven't heard the second verse of this song in a while. What you got? Man. <laughs> And when I miss the mix, I'm like, fuck, now we're stuck for another. Yeah, now we're yeah, stuck for dog. another verse. Crazy <laughs> scratch out of this. Or I'm stuck for another fucking. I always, I, dude, I don't know why that sends me into a spiral where I'm like, damn, it we're, you yeah, off. we're listening to this song forever. It's, <laughs> really, so it's just like another 30 crazy. seconds. That's what I like. I try to get back. For me personally, I try to get back to one of those uh, word plays or, you mm-hmm. know, fantasy and and big dick energy like one of those mm-hmm. that gets me back to a, a set recentered place and it kind of right. i think goes with the crowd because like okay 
that was a little weird, but he got it back with a, he got it back with us. So I always have a couple of those in my pocket. Yeah. Like that are just like, did something go sideways? Sometimes there's a fight. Sometimes right. What's the best song you ever had a fight to? Oh, um but when fights Careless wait. Whisper one time. Careless Whisper, yeah. Yeah, I used to DJ an all like disco and house room. And so anytime a fight broke up, it's like, how y'all fighting the ABBA? Like, <laughs> like we always would be like, we're playing yeah. all major keys up here. What are y'all angry about? Mine was Whitney Houston one time. Yeah. But I'm also not. So the guy I DJ with on my residency likes to, he thinks it's funny. Like when, you can say his name on this podcast. Yeah, we've had him. Everybody knows. So Greg, his, <laughs> his thing is when a fight happens. Hold up, like, hold up. Shout out Greg Davis. Shout out. Shout out Greg Michael Davis. Thank you. Like uh, what he likes to do when a fight happens is he thinks it's funny to play songs that instigate it. Like, he wants to play fight night. Like fight. Bia, bia. Uh, you can't bia, start bia. a fight and you're probably not a great DJ. That's where I'm like, yeah, the move. He's kind of green. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I go the opposite. I'm playing. Could you be loved? And yeah, like, I want to play. I play why can't, can't we, we be friends? friends. Can't we be friends? I was yeah. like, the opposite end, like oh, I, I feel like Phenon comes in with war. Yeah, yeah. Every single time. Actually, Zemo, Zemo Colin, you've done that, that before. Yeah. You've done what? that. We. Oh, no, it's uh, could you play, war. Why can't we be friends? I always play. Why can't we be friends? No, no other you've war. done war one time. War. One time well, that on is a war. Thursday. Huh? Mm. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the song. Edwin, what is it? Good. Edwin Star. Edwin Star. That's who that is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I get fucking bored up there. <laughs> I always play like I'm always I'll, always hit you. Most of the times, I think my go-to is a Bob Marley song, Three Little yeah. Birds." Yeah. Yeah. You be loved. Everybody, chill out. Yeah. Let's, let's think happy thoughts right now. You already ruined. And then the I want them to look floor. dumb while they're fighting to a yeah. dumb song. Yeah. Yeah. Yakety sax. Oh my god, that's great. That's as, that's as somebody's getting tossed out. Or if I see somebody throwing up, I'll play Yakety Sax. <laughs> <laughs> the unique thing about Arizona is like almost all the nightclubs have a like only three walls. So it's right. like doors on one side, right? So you can see yeah. into the street. Yep. You can be at the table popping bottles and people can just be out the street looking at you. Yeah. Like, a little different, right? Um, but what that enables us to do is see people get arrested. I would always play cops. I would always yeah. play bad boys. <laughs> Whatever we were doing, just boop, boop. yeah. Son of the police. What you want? Boop, boop. What you want? Dude, that's fucking awesome. But it's just one of those unique things. Or like yeah. when we were on Mill Avenue, which is like right next to ASU, mm-hmm. there would be these church groups that would like carry a giant cross on wheels, like up and down the street, like. You're sinners, you're going to hell, don't drink, but all that kind of like trying to hand out pamphlets for their church. And whenever they would come by, I would literally, because I had the ability to play open format, I would just slam on Highway to Hell. Yeah. It's one of those things for me, but the whole patio loved it. They thought, yeah. The owner got mad the first time until he saw people reacting to it. And then, <laughs> what the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> of, uh, Drunk of- ASU students are not my first first endorsement to try to go and 
convert to whatever religion I'm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not not the squad you want. (laughs) No, no, it's a good idea. I like where your head's at. Like where the head's at. Not the people you want in the cult. It's probably it's probably not Not the people we want in the diesel following. (laughs) Understand? I understand that these are the people that you're really trying to save, but it's the people you really want to save. But speaking (laughs) of endorsements. I think we got some questions. Speaking of endorsements and song selections. And do, yeah, we do have song selections and movies too. <laughs> yeah, what I want to do is. <laughs> Are you good? Are you good? <laughs> the re- you good on here? <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, let's just pull out this long <laughs> list of. <laughs> What would you say? Nashville was the keyword you said? Yeah, well, speaking of that. Na- speaking of Nashville. Fuck this podcast, man. Speaking All of these keywords. People. Yeah. Things. Did you say uh, baloney earlier, I think I heard? Like... <laughs> is everybody uh, trying to do a fucking... Segways. Segway. We've got, we've got two... segway. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah, these are the... These are the this is the transition version. This, we are not Segway Kings right just now. Just for us. <laughs> we are not being Segway Kings right now. All right, just get into the questions. <laughs> well, we could do Segway Kings. Hey, okay. Southwest Tex-Mex. Okay. Nashville Hot Chicken. God, you're making it up. Like you said. Anyway, you're just finding commonalities. Exactly. All right. We like Me- to do around these parts. Is we like to set our friends up with fast food endorsement. Um, if I'm deciding, I'm going with Tex-Mex because the Nashville hot chicken out here they just they're just trying to hurt you. Fair. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just not as possible. It's not enjoyable anymore. Yeah. It's hurt. I have an ulcer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't eat that before a gig, right? You can't eat. Nashville oh, you hot can't do that. Gig. You can't unless the restroom is right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're DJing from the toilet. Yeah. It's like a paste. Like, they don't even water it down. It's just like a paste that the Damn, yeah, it's a slurry. Oh. Yeah. Speaking it's of almost like, why do you even have a chicken at some point? Because there's just so much hot sauce and paste. And- <laughs> we just put that and the bread together. <laughs> just- Damn. Oh, yeah, man. right? Tell me your Tex Mex order. We need the whole meal down to the drink. Corporate, though. It's got to be corporate. Oh, yeah. Also, it's it's corporate. So, corporate food. It has to be like an establishment. It can't be local, but it could be regional. There's a, I think, I mean, oh shit, there's one in Arizona called, oh fuck, what is it called? Serrano's. Okay. We got like 20 stores. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 20 stores is enough. Yeah, no, 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 that, that's regional. And that, yeah, and, and I don't know if they're more like New Mexico style or like Tex Mex, but they do have Tex Mex stuff on there. So, I, I mean, I'm not a big Tex Mex guy, so like I couldn't even really tell you what I would consider Tex Mex mm-hmm. outside of like maybe fajitas. That's fine. What is your <laughs> what's, what's your Serrano's order? Um, they have like a an amazing like um chicken or cheese enchilada, okay, right? and it had like spicy beans chips and salsa at the table all the time um i'm always going with watermelon agua fresca that's hey, like my favorite. Yes. oh that's, you know, that, that is the first fuck. for the show that's the first yeah. for the show watermelon, um, uh, yeah we love an agua fresca damn yeah Hell yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn it into you know a couple shots of tequila makes it a little trying bit to get crazy bring your own yeah. yeah that's the diesel special comes with a little 
the place we used to go, um, there's not a, a Tex-Mex plot, but it was something else. It was on one of those TV shows. But it was the food was so good, and they had like fucked up so many times by serving underage kids. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't allowed to sell liquor anymore. <laughs> like a restaurant that couldn't sell, like a Mexican restaurant that couldn't even sell beer. Yeah. Brutal. But Sprouts was in the parking lot, so everybody. So you're at you have full authentic like Mexican food, like mariachi band, everything, and then everybody's got like craft brews at the table because it was actually in and drink it on your own, but you couldn't buy it from that. But Damn. It was, oh, so they would just go into the Sprouts, and that's you know how Sprouts is. It is. Yeah, they got a Lagunitas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just a dichotomy of like, oh, is this is this a hipster Mexican restaurant? Like, what is going on right now? Yeah, like funny. I love that. Um, we want to ask you. We have this playlist that's the five on five playlist. One song from that that would best exemplify you. One song you want to share with the world. It could be anything. That's a heavy question, man. Yeah. There's a lot about a person. Yes. Um, I think Real Hero um, from the Drive soundtrack, I think it's College Youth, I think is. College and uh, Electric Youth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fire. That's a banger. That, it's, it, there's just so much in it. And that movie's like my favorite movie in the world, too. Just a connection there. So Shout out Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I saw Barbie yesterday. It was fantastic. Barbie See? It's a good movie, man. It's a good Ken movie. rules. Ken it's rules. a really good movie, bro. I am Knuff. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah was amazing. There he is. Hey, didn't somebody say that Barbie was just another another movie? It's the same as another movie. Like that she lives in it. Oh, it's it's uh Black Panther. Uh in a fantasy world that only they can access that. When they go outside the world, they don't real. They try to bring the outside world <laughs> into their place, and it ruins their place. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm I dying. I'm, I'm dying for two reasons. One, that's kind of oh, that, I mean, that is the premise of Wakanda. That is the and premise it's a of Wakanda. Great segue. Because <laughs> uh, Black Panther was um, based off of Lion King. Not Wakanda being Barbie, but, but Wakanda and Barbie Land is amazing. I that's didn't even put two and two together like that. Never put that. I, together. Not my, I just saw it on a podcast somewhere else. I thought that's amazing. Speaking that's of movies, and speaking <laughs> of the fucking Marvel universe, the Marvel universe and the Barbie universe too, because they are going to do a spinoff of the Barbie movie and have it be Ken, because the Barbie story is over. So Margot Robbie is going to put money into Ryan Gosling. So, anyways, good investment. It is a good investment. Uh, what we do around these parts also is uh, we are developing our DJ biopic cinematic universe. So in the DJ biopic cinematic universe, who is playing Diesel? Probably should be Shaq, but who is playing Diesel? Ouch, I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Shaq. <laughs> Things were going so well for, for so, so well. Long. So well. So this podcast was going well. so good for two hours. <laughs> The diesel screen blackout. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be so amazing if I just had him right here and I just slid over. Oh my god! Do <laughs> <laughs> it all time, guys. Like, oh. <laughs> a little too much. Should diesel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, God. If I if I'm really being honest, 
uh, probably Ron Perlman. Oh, yes. Hey. Yes. Hey. Ron Hell Perlman yeah. was the best Hellboy, by the way. Yeah, he was. Hands he down. Was. Like, he was really um, good. I, I saw, like, I was a big Sons of Anarchy fan, and I saw how he carried the weight of making bad decisions just as an actor, right? Like, he was able to know that he, like, had, show emotionally that he was, he's just a good actor, I think. Mm. That showed me, outside of his character roles, um, that he could, he really had, like, the chops to do something on that level. Um, and show us a side of him. Granted, it took, you know, multiple episodes, not in a think doing it in movies probably a little bit different but i like him in almost all his movies he's I, also in a marvel movie too uh-huh blade blade three. Oh yeah he is yeah yeah i fucking love oh. him bro chris christopherson's actually good but he i just don't think he's right for me he's not me <sighs> stick with ron perlman you, you, were good. you were good with ron perlman got a good pick i like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. as the ca casting director for the dj biopic cinematic universe i'm sticking with ron perlman for you <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Uh, speaking of movies, Segway Kings, uh, you are a zombie movie aficionado, and uh, it even says it in your bio. I want you to hit us top three zombie movies of all time as of today. Starting with three. Starting with three. So, starting with three is one that, if you didn't watch it, you didn't know it was a zombie movie, and you have to look, think of zombies in like more of a like, there's kind of different ways, like, how they get created. Is it, like, a virus? Is it mm -hmm. fungus? Is it, mm -hmm. is it an alien thing? Mm -hmm. um, uh, there was a movie called Quarantine back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, was um, like, Night Vision. That's right? what, uh, Carpenter? Jessica, Jessica Carpenter? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember either. French. Um, I, know, I know what you're talking about, though. That one was, for me, was, was really good because it, it kind of changed your thinking on how zombies could actually like really kind of come around. Um, two would probably be the first 28 days later because oh, yeah. that was essentially the world's, the yes. main world's introduction to that Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah. moving zombie. Yeah. Right. Kind of changed the way people saw zombie movies uh, because they were run. <laughs> both movies that you've mentioned so far were very 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 big since start of the pandemic and oh, viral no. viral zombies yeah um and then just for the basis of of great comedy uh, zombie land just always always wins yeah right? zombie land was so good hurted yeah. so many people to the dark side with me <laughs> What's understand. the other funny one? Um, is it? It's not twenty eight days later. It's is it? The no. it, the English? What was the English one? Uh, uh hot fuzz. Dead. Dead. No, no shot of the dead. Sorry, the hot fuzz people. But that whole that's a different catalog. Yeah, he's on. He's in a world of his own. Like every mm. single one of the movies I'm in love with. Like it's one of my favorite directors and writers. Like. I can even overlook him in the Mission Impossibles. He's the only funny person in the Mission Impossibles. Oh yeah, Simon Pay. Yeah. So, so um but that's oh. in a different, I think, realm because I don't I don't know how popular that movie would have been here in the States had it not had like the DVD rental side of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. What With I don't one of the dead like hype. 
in the in the in the theaters. I don't remember that, but I could be completely wrong. I don't right. know either. I I wouldn't doubt that it wasn't gigantic, but I think that might be in my top. I what is your favorite type of zombie? I after reading the zombie survival guide, I went down a rabbit hole for years. <laughs> oh, it's a great book. <laughs> D following it, like I I was obsessed. So what is your favorite, fi- obviously, fictional type of zombie? I, I like the, the, the realistic part of it. Um, like that it's like, a virus. Could be a virus. Yeah. Um, my favorite movies when I was younger, um, and I don't know why I, I, I weird, well, watched weird movies like this, but was on Andromeda Strain. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Uh-uh. It's, it's a movie about a virus that, that the government is, it's, it's like it's late 60s, early 70s. Um, that's a movie about a virus that gets loose um, that the government was working on, right? Of course, and, of course. Um, it's it gets loose into this chamber that's underground, and it's called the Andromeda strain of this virus, whatever. Yeah. they're Resident trying to evil, huh? <laughs> I'm playing. I said Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> it's it kind of kicked off a lot of that stuff. It was okay, fair. Fair, okay. 70s movie. It wasn't yeah. even really a zombie movie, but it caught me thinking of like, because what it was doing was it was just killing people. And it was actually, it was transforming, evolving it itself to eat through the seals of the building. So it was a slow, you know those 70s we were slow burns, right? Yeah. Slow burn. And eventually what happened is it finally got through the last seal. It was going to get to the to get to the next, the next one, which was very easy to get through and get, kill the world, right? Yeah. And it, by the time it changed itself to get through that last seal, it had changed itself so much that it wasn't toxic to humans anymore. Uh... So much that it wasn't toxic to humans anymore. So like when they got gassed with it, it just wasn't a problem. Right. And that was just such an interesting concept to me of like how a virus could grow. Yeah. When somebody linked that with zombies, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> we should take on... Uh on last of us haven't finished the first season yet we me, me and my wife watch it together mm-hmm. um i've been really busy the last couple of weeks uh everything i like i've i've loved it so far um i think he's always been underrated what's his name again um um pedro pascal the yeah. actor yeah yeah i always think that he's 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 been in so much good stuff but people oh really last of us i don't know why i was thinking of the other show um Walking Dead. I was like, oh, okay. Walking Dead? That one I was into. And until a certain point. It just, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody, like, they're, I mean, they're making new versions of it. They but still are. Like, Negan has his own show now. Still going. I don't think anybody, it, it, it just, somebody's I, watching, but. Not us. Yeah, they got to a point where it was just, it just wasn't entertaining. It was been over. The zombies were kind of like, just not even in the movie anymore. Right. Yeah, they weren't in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's episodes without zombies. We're just like <laughs> you're watching. Yeah. Did I just watch an hour-long YouTube video on how to grow corn? Come <laughs> <laughs> over here and get the manure from this place. Oh, yeah. Wild. <laughs> People ride really so is. hard for that. They're like that's like a ride or die. Yeah, that's it like is. as big as Twilight was. There's people that are like Walking Dead, buy all the shirts and the hats yeah. and everything, and 
I don't know. I don't know if it was that great. I, I only watched the first season. First first two seasons were really good. It was yeah. good for like, I would damn near say five seasons. Maybe even six. Yeah. How was many in? are there? Uh, it's, 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 they spun so, off into like three different shows already. <laughs> and and yeah, a movie. Because Daryl's coming out with a movie. Uh, Daryl's having a movie and Rick, Rick is having a movie. Do you remember the uh, If Daryl Dies, We Riot? That everybody was... Because there was a point where they thought he was going to die in the beginning, like yep. three or four seasons or whatever. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, have you ever watched the show? It went for 11 seasons. It's the first season. Yeah. Okay. So, Five, yeah. yeah. At 11. Daryl, like, everybody's favorite character. Yeah. People, like, on Twitter, like, with T-shirts and memes, like, Daryl dies, we riot. We riot. And it's like, man, I've never seen people love a character this much. And he was kind of like, you know, the same character that everybody is. Just there like, was that yeah. one. There was a character that they killed off and had to bring back because yeah. he was dead. <laughs> There's a point where a character died and at the end of a season. Yeah, and then they show us like, nah, he ain't. Really and they're dead. like, just kidding, he didn't die. They're like, like oh, they're, yeah. they're like, you didn't see the body. Uh, the Asian yeah. actor. Yes. Yeah. 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 At the end of the season, that he had, he was getting mauled by everybody. Yep. Yeah. But then he yeah. ended up coming back and being killed by Negan. Opening scene. God, <laughs> oh, yeah, they brought him back just to for real kill him. Oh man, I'm not watching this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, it's not about the zombies anymore. Like, yeah. what happened? Like, it was. It, it went was, from being like a survival thing, out outlasting a virus, which we're all about. So now yeah. you got to run from the humans and from the humans, and now it's just like we're running from people. Now it's just oh, humans, zombies every couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just, we're just quietly running from civil from town to town. Right. <laughs> That's the whole show, just quietly running across the country. They didn't really think that through for the action scenes, did they? Oh, yeah. The whole 11, movie based on being quiet. Eleven fucking 11 seasons, seasons and three spinoffs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. At, at what point do you think every like a large majority of people left because they didn't sit through the whole thing? Season when seven. Buddy died. When, I think seven. when when Buddy died. Yeah. Well, that was Negan. Negan episode, right? Yeah. That was like when. He, what was his name? I gotta remember his name. Who Rick? Or when no. Rick died. Stephen Young's character. Oh, uh, his name was what the fuck was his name? His name was um, Glenn. Glenn. When Glenn uh, died, people checked out because Glenn yeah, was you're right. Glenn and you're Dale right. were the two best characters, yeah. and when. Yeah. Glenn was how everybody was like, I, there's nothing to watch now. It, I, that, I, that was that was a peak uh, of the of the whole show. That was the hype. Of, that was the peak. Of the you show. remember how gory it was, too? Yeah, there was so many things that I could tell. And it went on for so long that, like, the original characters were so loved that people were like, <laughs> yeah. they're falling off. And people were like, yeah. if, if this show ends up with no original characters, we're out. Yeah. You no, know, that, that's from, that whole show's from a comic book, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, I think they ran out of material. That's what I was gonna say. They oh, ran they out. Did. Yeah, they started doing their own thing, and that's when the show just got. Yeah, I think even the comic book was more more about Carl than it was about. Yeah, it was more about Carl and Rick. Yeah, it was it, their it relationship. Like other characters, but in the in, to 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 say to stay true to the comic book, that Glenn did get killed in the comic book. True. From yeah. But yeah, exactly. That that makes sense. They had to do it. And I think that was kind of the buildup. Are they going to do it? Or are they not going to do it? Are they mm-hmm. do it? Yeah, it was because they, they did make little, like little changes every now and then that were like, 
Yeah. Speaking of zombies, though, they did do a great job on the zombies. Like their their makeup department. Like, and if you look at season to season, they're so like they show you some of the same zombies. If you have to pay attention to this, yeah, they yeah. worse. And they're like ten. It's like ten years later or whatever, you know. And the zombies, yeah. It's nice. It was a fun show, man. It was so good for a while. <laughs> it was. Yeah, the contest where like you could be a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a vibe, man. That was America at its best. <laughs> that was, man. That was making me America sick. at its best. That We're is canceling everybody. <laughs> no, everything was hey. Nobody was getting canceled. We all just loved The Walking Dead. It was like America was at its best today. You would have it would be a racist written story. If you yeah. put today, it would have been like because he was the only Asian actor on the show. Yeah, <laughs> we were all just invested. <laughs> something, somebody behind the scenes has a problem with so and so, and you're like, all right, who are you gonna who are you gonna cancel? Yeah, who we got to know like the 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 actors personally. Like we didn't know none of this. We all had cable TV. We <laughs> yeah. were watching AMC yeah. every Sunday. Probably made that. That's probably where you know seventy five percent of AMC's money came from. Oh. I want to say eighty percent. To be honest with you, like I, think, I mean, they have three. I think I did that. Like it's a eighty percent of their. Um... Damn! What a time, dog. That was great. <laughs> that was a fucking great time for this country. We were all together, man. That's the last time. That was the last time we were all together. Is it Walking Dead? There's another show. Uh, we were all we were all together with that with the Alabama Riverfront riot. Yeah, we were mostly all together. We were together with that, bro. I I didn't see very. I think many. all of America is together with that. There wasn't a lot of people there, like. You I know, didn't hear any. Like, yeah, they didn't deserve it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty clear. So many Southern yeah. white people were like, Yeah, yeah, damn, we'll yeah, yeah they had one. that one coming. <laughs> I I think I saw one person that was like, "Why are we cheering on violence?" That's not. Me. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't Everybody. even wholehearted in that statement. They're like, kind of looked around when they said <laughs> yeah. it. Shouldn't be condoning violence of any kind. Everybody's wrong. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Everybody. Contrarian. Contrarian that ass. Uh, you can't put that one back under the covers. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> that one, they're going to be like, God damn it. Y'all showed you side much. <laughs> There's a couple of times we come together as a country. The McRib is another one. Everyone McRib. Kind of, a lot know. of people come together for that McRib. Like bro. the McRib. Shamrock shake. Don't <laughs> do that. We they came together for the that. grimace, the grimace shake. The the world came together for the grimace shake, and then that came and went. I never got to try it. I was so hell bent on trying to get Neek to try the grimace shake that there was no sense of urgency. I, think. I just I just couldn't get with it. I wanted to try. I just couldn't get with it. I was just like, it's purple. <laughs> is that even gonna taste like but i you wanted went into it with the mindset that the ice cream machine would already be down so you don't have to so i was like oh every it's time true. i go to mcdonald's it's late yeah so i'm but like dude, that company won lawsuit against mcdonald's oh did they really yeah they won like a class action lawsuit because people will stop buying their icy machines because mcdonald's was they were the ones that mcdonald's had and everybody assumed they were always broken Oh, wow. they won. and they proved that McDonald's had like not all of it, but like they had a lot of people that were just like didn't want to clean. It was too hard to clean. That's, to that's what it is, is after 10 p.m. They clean the ice cream machines and they don't want to fire it up to have to clean it again. So 
<laughs> after 10 p.m., there's no ice cream. It's not that it's down. It's that yeah. we've cleaned it's, it and turned it off. We're done. Down. So it's, it's, time. it's about it's time that somebody down. stood up to these. It didn't break. Yeah. It's not broken. It's fucking oh, maniacs that refuse to serve ice cream. Yeah, it's powered down. Nonetheless, yeah. it's down. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for not telling the truth either. I, I button down, turn it up. And then that company said, hey, y'all keep fucking around. You're fucking up our sales because people think we're making bad machines. Yeah. That was the basis of their argument. Yeah. I, that's in, that's genius, actually. I like. I that. got one for you guys. Yeah. I, I, I want to wrap up the podcast, but I want to include this in this sentiment here. This is going to blow your fucking mind. I went to McDonald's a couple times uh, late at night when I was in Chicago, just on the way home, and uh, stopped in, and the guy says, exact change only we can only oh shit yo we can only do exact change did you round up your prices to whole dollars (laughs) yeah i said exact change huh and he goes well i can't i can't give you any change and i was like hmm okay cool so let me talk to the manager and ask them about the exact change it is so i came in the next day during the daytime I said, man, I'm sorry to hear that the the cash registers were down. You had to do exact change only. So what do you what? mean? I said, what do you mean? I said, oh, it's exact change only. It's, it's the talent that I'm talking about. Anyone yeah, yeah, would have yeah. been like, hey, was your machines down last night? No, no, no. Anybody wouldn't even go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. For him to be like, yeah, to go back is wild. That's that is just- sick. <laughs> sick. You would you have, but it, that's a principal thing. Commiserate, commiserate with them. Ah, man, I'm so sorry the machines are down. I came back today to send more condolences. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to come in personally and let you know I'm on your side. This is horrible, you know. And uh, guy goes, it's not exact change here. And then the next night I came back. Follow up. Back. I, I, went, I went to I went to a drive-thru. I went to a drive-thru and I ordered and I said, exact change only. And he goes, No, not exact change only. And he goes, he goes we can give you change. <laughs> oh, man. You started something. A memo went out. <laughs> no. You know why, dog? It's because that motherfucker was stealing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He goes, it's not exact change only. Nothing. Nothing. He's he's got a calculator. Yeah. We're keeping Uncle Sam out of this one. What do you want to yeah. McChicken? <laughs> <laughs> no middleman anymore. You don't gotta, gotta go to the middle. Hey, our ice cream machine's up too, but that's gonna be five dollar premium. So <laughs> <laughs> ice cream seventeen dollars for a McFlurry. What the fuck is going on here? Hey, you wanted uh, it hey, just, We got you oh, seventeen, stop. but you can give me twenty if you want. <laughs> you give him forty because it's low stock. Yeah. 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 Supply chain. Supply okay. chain. I'd love to give you Oreos in this, but supply chain. So yeah. 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 I came back in. I don't make the times. prices, man. It's the fucking shipment or came whatever. Came three times that week playing detective, trying to get to the bottom <laughs> yeah, of this. Still- <laughs> sick, sick as a dog. Getting the morals ends, bro. Three nights in a row getting McFlurry. Sick as a dog. <laughs> but you, but you had to clear this shit up. Yeah. I had to start switching my hours when I was going in. There's no manager on duty. <laughs> I had to come in for a breakfast, McFlurry. You know how demoralizing that is? And I have a McFlurry for breakfast. Only for the fucking cause. I need to figure out what's going on here. 
Did we just okay. discover that the phenom is the nicest Karen ever? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I was more I was more of a Columbo than a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a case that needs to be solved. Fucking Sherlock Columbo. It's, got a, it's got a skosh of Karen in it. It's yeah, got a, yeah, like, Karen a sprinkle of Karen. A Karen for the people, though. How about that? Because yeah. I'm not the only yeah. one that wants to get there. There it is. Because the person- honestly, none of us are mad at you, but you. This was a civil suit. We all needed. <laughs> yeah. Robin was like, "This stalking us. He's here every day, talking about change. Exactly. Change. This operation. They probably thought you were like a homeless dude that just didn't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Why do you keep saying exact change every time you come here? here Why is this fucking biker all really up our ass about the exact change? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they call you. They call you exact change. Yeah, I, yeah, they're talking back there. Here he is again. Oh, exact yeah. change for me today. The return yeah. the next night. Exact change, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Don't even say that on here. They're recording yeah. us. Yo, chill, chill, chill. Don't That's say. Don't use that language. That's the bottom of it, real quick. Before we wrap it up, God, we've gone so many fucking directions in this podcast. Thank for you, sure. Diesel. This so has sorry, been, Diesel. Thank you so much. This has been so much. Thank you guys. We didn't do the thing. So instead of me asking you your your one big piece of advice for DJs, you've already given so much advice. You've already shared so many gems. I'm going to end it with the question that we ask all DJs every single episode. Outcast or Hall & Oates? Hall mm. & Oates. Easy. Quick. Quick. Easy. Easy. Done and done. For a long time. Plus, uh... <coughs> They were the original. What that was the original tiny desk. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Like they were kind of. He was kind of doing. House. Carol Hall was doing. Uh, right? Am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing. Um, Hall was it Hall's house or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Daryl's Hall. Daryl's house. house. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the original like tiny desk. I got to see so much cool shit there, and like, I mean, I it, it's also two different kind of musics, but and not that I don't take nothing away from Outkast. Big. Contributors, but dare you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's it. Uh, default on them one having a small catalog. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, before we wrap it up, let people know where they can find you on social media and anything you want to promote while you're on the show. Uh, it's DJ Diesel on everything. D E E J A Y Diesel. If you don't know how to de- spell Diesel, go to your nearest gas station. Yeah. Um. Uh, I got the Fade University mix on Diplo's radio station with Five and Eric Deluxe tomorrow. Go go and look on my SoundCloud for it because by the time this comes out, it'll have already aired. Yeah. Um, but a lot of country mashups, all those are should be available on HMC. If they're not, um, they should be available on DMS. I think right. Put out, but all of them are going to be available like through links for my stuff through my Bandcamp and stuff like that. So that works. DJ Diesel, wealth of information, Man. good friend, excellent, excellent guest in the show. Thank you, sir. I think we've literally talked about any and everything we could ever imagine on this episode. I do have to include um, possibly, most likely next week, DJ Chucky's going to be joining us. So Ooh. just a fucking bomb drop at the end of the show here. No. Uh, we have so much to talk about from the Dirty Dutch movement and all of that. But until then, Go back and listen to our previous episodes. Go follow us on all social media, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace.